0: What's up, guys? This is another episode of the spinoff show. I had a fantastic guest on this one. TJ Johnson from the Voice from the Underground podcast joins the show. Uh, What's the Voice from the Underground? It is a pop culture and politics podcast that TJ hosts along with Jason Dutch and Big Haas. TJ's a great guest. He's actually been on the Jock and Nerd podcast on episode, I believe it was 209. Uh, Don't quote me on that. But it's the one where we review Black Panther. So TJ joined that episode. He was a great guest. I've done jock talks with TJ. I've been on Voice on the Underground's podcast myself. So TJ's a great guest. I enjoyed talking to him. We went in on religion. We went real deep on Game of Thrones analysis. We went real deep on Marvel character analysis. Um, We did a little politics. We did a little... uh, uh, exploration on, on communication. We talked about having kids. We then even even included some Laker talk, which I know was going to upset TJ since the Lakers aren't in the playoffs. I had a beautiful conversation with TJ. Time to check it out. This is the Jock off Show. And we're live it's up not live i keep i use that intro every time tj because (laughs) i don't know how else to start the show because i record the intro prior right after we're done talking so i know what the fuck we're talking about so well well, here we're here tj johnson from (laughs) voice from the underground podcast yes yes how's it going
1: man um i'm living the dream i'm not sure whose uh dream i am living but i am living it do you think uh, I, i've come to find out that nightmares are dreams too though so
0: <laughs> do you think you're you were in this alternate reality where it's all ai and we we think we're in a dream you know we're really what? just I, sleeping I, I, I in some pod that.
1: i wondered about that i thought the matrix was a little too realistic for me now right? now you've got me see you know what i came here for the the jock and i've i've just been mind blown so thank you <laughs> thank you so much for that Hey, no preparing.
0: problem. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to just expand your mind hey, without man. drugs. Just, without drugs.
1: I can't take just, a blue pill? No, don't do that. Take the red pill.
0: Don't See, do any. No no
1: pills. Pills. The red We're gold gold gold, pills. pills. We're
0: going cold turkey for this one, buddy. Cold snap. Cold turkey. <laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're from the uh, Voice from the Underground podcast.
1: Voice from the podcast. Yes. How do we... Was it Jason Dutch that got connected? Got us all connected. You know, the beautiful thing about being a podcast is that you're part of this. Um, as we like to refer to it, you're like the Potter and family, right? Everybody, yeah. everybody kind of dabbles, and the one thing I've noticed about it is that it's it's all love. Like, there's no there's no hate. Like, I'm not going to be on that podcast, so that podcast is going to take off, and blah blah blah. You know, like it's all love. Oh, um, I agree. So, with that being said, Jason was the one that had already been a fan of, of your show, I believe. Yeah, I oh, think so. nerd uh, So he had <laughs> already been a fan of this show. And he was like, dude, we got to get on there with these guys one of these days. And I think he just kind of set it up. And he kind of kept pestering Imran. And Imran was like, fine, if I, if I, if I <laughs> could just get you to stop, you can be on the show for like two minutes. And the problem is – Jason doesn't do anything for two minutes.
0: No, no, not at all. <laughs>
1: so I think his his shortest tangent is like five point seven minutes. <laughs> so with that being said, uh he just kept pestering Enron. Enron finally let him on. And then I think I did um I think I did the the big guest spot for Black Panther. You did episode two oh nine Black yeah. Panther, you joined yeah. the show. And then you guys realized that God, everybody from Voice the Underground just keeps talking. None of those all guys shut up.
0: <laughs> all y'all talk so much, but you know what? This is this is it's podcasting what are we gonna do we can't just look pretty
1: I mean we can't I mean we can but we you know, can but no one's gonna know unless gonna we're know. live exactly. streaming yeah I'm not live streaming I don't want to live stream do we used live to stream we used to live stream <laughs> did you really
0: yeah there was this thing called blab it's it's out of business now but it it was four boxes mm. with with webcaming so you could yeah, webcam. That's what's up. And we would do us, me, Imran, Rugboy, and then we'd have a fourth person mm-hmm. kind of just putting the graphics up. Mm-hmm. and then But then people can join the show and comment live. It was this weird fucking thing. We did yeah, it for maybe... Cool, it was cool, but it's kind of exhausting, man. Mentally going live every <laughs> yeah. time and not having the, the fallback of, okay, I need to go pee. Or right. like, that. I said something, you know, mm-hmm. that was...
1: Uh, little off pull that back let me just pull it
0: back back. yeah you can't take it back live and and then you'd have random people comment it was just a lot to juggle i don't know if i'd ever go live again unless someone was paying me
1: you know i when i went to school for media uh broadcasting radio television all that good stuff shout out to illinois media school um but i went to school for that and i had a radio show in there called it we called it the gentleman's corner uh tuesday from four to six was this about strip (laughs) clubs? No, no, man. It was about the, <laughs> about, about the gentleman just oh, about right, being right, a modern right. day gentleman, well, gentlemen's um, club, come on man, <laughs> no, no corner, corner, oh corner. okay, um so <laughs> you know we we played music, but I learned then how to host a radio show and live stream at the same time, so mm. as I'm doing the radio show, as I'm playing the music, i at that point, I'm interacting with my Facebook live crew and and, and live streaming and talking with them and just kind of having fun behind the scenes. So that was my introduction was learning how to do both radio and live stream at the same time. So no kidding. Um, it's not, it, it's not easy because you've, you're, you you're, you're constantly on, like yeah. you said, there's no, you don't get to pull it back. You don't get to, uh, t- take a break, so to speak. No, you gotta, you gotta be ready. You gotta just be on 24 seven or, you know, not 24 seven, but the entire time that you're on air you've got to be on so it's mentally uh, exhausting it it can be it can be exhausting i I was you know physically pretty tired after my two hours of straight entertainment 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 i get why these entertainers are like exhausted i was just a wonder i'm like dude you're up there telling jokes like kevin hart come out sweating like why are you so tired for you you've been up there talking for like 40 minutes like why are you so tired but that junk is exhausting my! Well, his adrenaline. Up. I mean,
0: that's yeah. that's that's performing for him. That's yeah, that's exactly. like an athletic
1: endeavor. And so it, I, I I get it. I didn't I didn't understand that concept before, but I completely get it now.
0: I got I got a quick side story on my first time ever doing anything live mm-hmm. via via radio in high school. We had a high school radio station.
1: Okay, that's what's up.
0: So I could. We could you got play a fancy music. High school, Look at you. Yeah, it was kind of cool. We, I mean, <laughs> you could only hear the radio station for maybe a two mile radius from the high school, but whatever, or maybe five miles. Who knows what what the distance was? It was right. small. And um, at the time, I was playing music, and I was in between the music. I'd you know do do some sort of voiceover to the next song, or do mm-hmm. the weather, or some sort of update. It was right. like I was, It was like my live radio, um, MTV sort of feel. It's up not lot. You know no. No video. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so at the time, I liked Creed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this that is going to be good. This is going to be good. It was a song. I like the song Higher by Creed King. Can, Can you Yeah. You Terrible higher? song, right? Actually, and, you
1: know what? It wasn't a bad song. There are worse songs you could have picked.
0: There, there are worse songs, There yes. are worse songs. At, at, at the time, though, I liked the song. Yeah, absolutely. So I played it, mm-hmm. and I, we had a phone line, so... You could pick up the phone during the show. It wouldn't be lo- you know. Wouldn't it be aired, but you could take call requests or whatever if people wanted to request music. Okay. So, so this might be my third or fourth time hosting the radio show. It would be, you know, my eighth period class would be hosting the radio show, and then uh, someone calls in. I'm, Holy shit! Someone, someone's calling in. They're liking my stuff. Um, I'm gonna check. You know, this is great. Mm-hmm. Pick up the phone. All I get on the other line is, "Stop playing fucking terrible music." <laughs> click and i just sit there i'm just going to myself
1: uh, i need to reevaluate everything uh,
0: i've been playing music that i thought was good and at my first uh, call ever is someone just bashing me and telling me to stop playing music that's beautiful so and you
1: were like what 16 17 your was whole life was 16 or 17
0: and in and, <laughs> and that moment i was just so dumbfounded i just just thought to myself this whole time i've been lied to it,
1: Creed it was is at terrible. that moment that he it, was like you know what this might not be this not, might, might not be my lane i might
0: not be the uh
1: <laughs> pop culture curator that i thought i was that's hilarious see <laughs> i'm as as you're saying that i'm my initial reaction would have been and i just got a call from uh, a listener who wanted me to play it again? So here you go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take it another step higher with Creed.
0: <laughs> you would you would have kept you would have pushed <laughs> it in Yeah, like yeah. oh
1: you, you know the, the 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 funny thing is they gave me a microphone, so you're gonna listen to everything I say. And right. You're listen to everything I want to listen to. Why? Because it's my show. That's right. So <laughs> have a Coke, smile, and enjoy. Let's go higher. That's the you say that on all your
0: shows. It's our damn show.
1: Actually, Haas says that. Oh Haas, well, yeah just, Haas says yeah, it, but it's part you know, of the show. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't do the profanity. You know. That's you don't do the profanity. Like, no. 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 Not as a as a Christian, I don't. I don't cuss. Really. No profane words come from at my all. Lips. Really, no, sir. No, sir. You you must. Well, how long have you have you ever sworn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, dude. I was a sailor before. Are you kidding me? I had a really? life before I became a Christian. Oh no, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah, you mind that I swear? Because I'm going. No, to. It doesn't bother me. Okay. You're, you're a right. grown man. That's cool. you know. That's that's your call. And that's you know. That's the thing about Christianity is that. The unfortunate truth is that it's so watered down and that everybody feels like, you know, you can just do whatever you want to do. And at the end of the day, say you're a Christian and say you Mm -hmm. believe in Jesus Christ and that's it. And then you have the Christians who want to condemn everybody to hell. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have the Christians that want to say, you swear you're going to hell. You have the Christians that say you're gay, you're going to hell. Or Mm -hmm. you have the Christians that say, you know, you are not pro-life. You're going to hell. You know, you're pro-choice. You're going to hell. Like, here's the bottom line. The Bible teaches us, yes, that there are things that God says do and there are things that God says don't do. But what he commands us to do as Christians is to love each other. We have to love the sinner and not the sin. We have to love the person. And even though that they might be in sin, even though they might be doing something that we don't agree with, we have to accept them for who they are. Mm -hmm. It's not my job to condemn you. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I think the problem with Christianity, and I shouldn't say the problem of Christianity, the problem with Christians, yeah, the interpretation, the interpretation of, of it. Yeah, yeah. Is that one, it's so watered down. And then two, everybody, it's always like, you know, Bible thumpers, like I'm going to, you know, you do something wrong on the beach upside the head with the Bible. Nope. I'll, I'll tell you what the Bible says. And I'll tell you what's right. And what's wrong as according to the Bible and let the Bible be your standard and your judge. Not me. I, that's not my place. Right. My place is to give you the information and try to bring more uh people to Christ. But, not from the standpoint of um, I don't agree with what you're saying you're gonna go to hell like that's not my place to condemn you to that
0: I think that's a, a very healthy mindset in regards yeah, to religion right. it's just I actually a, it's grew crazy. up a,
1: a Catholic
0: okay yeah so I All went right. to Catholic school for up until up until high school so I consider myself a Catholic Christian okay All Um right but i'm not as religious i'm d- not nearly as religious as i used to be I, I might do like the sign of the cross before i go to bed or some say a little prayer right um, but other than that my, my whole view on religion is believe in whatever you want to believe in it's not my not my um it's not on me to judge and and tell you what exactly. to believe in or anything but if whatever you believe in if it makes you a better person the next day if you mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. so strongly in whatever you believe in that it makes you be a better person and do better things and do good then i'm all for it
1: Absolutely and, and and that's kind of The way I look at it too As long as you're not As long as you're not Taking a crap on Me like, Right Does that make sense Like don't oh, yeah. Don't tell me Jesus Christ Didn't die on the cross For my sins Don't tell me that You know What I believe isn't real I'm fine with you Believing what you want to believe And that's, that's your prerogative To do so um, As long as you're not Trumping, quote unquote, <laughs> on my. <laughs> I did say not not to get political on this show, right? Yeah. Like, and then well, I We, we ain't Trump. trying to get too political. Then I jumped Trump. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. but Trump you know, Trump. as long as you're not, <laughs> as long as you're not uh, stepping on my toes in regards to my, like, I, that doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? Like, you're, I I, you, I want you to 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 love who you want to love and and believe in who you want to believe in. You know, the fact that you said you you grew up Catholic that doesn't bother me. Now, the Bible doesn't teach us. The Bible teaches us specifically that there are no you know, it's just Christian. There right. isn't a Baptist, Catholic, uh, Seventh Day Adventist, Jehovah Witness. Uh, those if, if interpretations
0: came later, exactly.
1: Yeah. But if you go by the standard, and, and if and somebody can show you in the Bible where it says have a Seventh Day Adventist, have a Catholicism, have a Jehovah Witness, like if you can show me where that is in the Bible, then I'd go with it. But it just simply says you're a Christian. Right. If you believe Jesus Christ died for this for your sins, you're a Christian. That's it. That's not a, you know, it's it's not a there's there wasn't it was never designed to be all these different branches of religion. It was just simply Christian. So I don't I don't bother anybody that has any other views because, brother, you're entitled to that. That's not my place to tell you. I I can give you the information. I can show you where it is and where it says what in the Bible. But other than that, that's entirely up to you to, you know, to believe it or, or choose to go with it or not. And if you don't, brother, I still love you. Yeah. you still, you know, I'm still going to treat you well. Like I said, I'm going to love the sinner and not the sin that they're in. Um, but, you know, it's not my job to condemn you. So I, I feel like that's what a lot of Christians do or so-called Christians do. And it's, it's, it's it gives true Christians a bad name, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, definitely. That, yeah. I, I, I like the delineation. You're not, you, you follow the the Bible, but you're not there to judge people that don't follow it. Correct.
1: Yeah. Now, if you ask me a question, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> but, <laughs> I appreciate the but, honesty. But I'm not going to tell you you're going to hell. Like, no, nah, that's not my place. I'm going to tell you what the book says is going to send you to hell. But I'm not going to tell you, according to Tremaine, you're going to hell. Who am I?
0: Well, I want an honest answer on this one.
1: All right, go for it.
0: Jonah really living that whale? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what was funny about, about Jonah is that he he was just begging to just have the, the have it taken away from him. He was like, I just don't want to deal with this anymore, God. Just take just 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 let me go let me die just let me let me let, let me not hold on to this cup anymore so i <laughs> <then laughs> i was like all right what you ask for him put him in that whale <laughs> <laughs> that, i mean to live in that whale
0: it had to be a big i mean it had to be like a blue whale probably it had a, to probably be
1: a blue yeah at least a whale uh, a blue well, a beluga whale i don't think what no yeah, i probably, think the beluga whale wouldn't be
0: big enough would it no it wouldn't be big enough yeah it had to be a bigger whale i mean a killer whale. whale you think I see a color whale. I feel like his. Inte- that's the only thing. That's the. That's when I when I take my science brain, uh-huh. I go. <laughs> but the stomach and the stomach juices would have would have, would have started him to up do
1: something. Yeah, you yeah. think So I mean, maybe he sat on the tongue. Maybe he yeah, just he, sat in the in on the in the whale on the tongue. He didn't get down to the stomach yet. Maybe that's you know what. what, was. what
0: um, do you ever listen to Joe Rogan podcast at all?
1: I haven't. No, uh, Jason uh, talks about it all the time. I, I, I love it. To it
0: yeah. But he uh, he talks about how the people that wrote the Bible. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of theories that people that wrote the Bible or people in the Bible, like the stories of the people in the Bible themselves, you know, the stories aren't always literal. So, for instance, he said even back then people could have been on hallucinogens or psychedelics back then and Mm -hmm. thought that, you know. I'm fucking living in a whale (laughs) when you were living in the house, you know, (laughs) like like there's things that just drugs aren't a new thing. These have have been around drug. (laughs) Apparently it is. R.I.P. Mr. Rick James, Rick James. (laughs) Rick James. So, I mean, they're, they're, you know, not, I don't think everything in the Bible is supposed to be taken literally. Yeah. That's my interpretation. I,
1: I, I would agree with that. I think you have to understand that these are, um, that some of them might be stories to kind of, exemplify mm-hmm. Christ. Um, uh, and there are actually a lot of things that, you know, Christ did that aren't even in the Bible. So we, we see all the miracles. If you go to the, in the new Testament, uh, Luke, John, uh, Mark, Matthew, where they talk about the, the miracles that Jesus performed. They talked about quite a few, you know, the, the lepers and, and walking on water and, and the fishermen. But they'll say that there are a lot of things that Jesus did that aren't even in this book. Mm. Um but I think it's important to 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 understand that there are lessons to be taken from the Bible. Um, obviously, the <laughs> the truth is none of us were there. Right. So at some point you have to make a decision to believe. Right. And, that, and even in the Bible, it'll tell you, you know, there's a choice that you make. It's not something that that's why, for instance, you don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says children are baptized. You can't be baptized as a child because you don't know what you're you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're 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 allowing yourself to be open to. You don't know what you're giving up. Mm -hmm. You don't know enough about the world to say, you know what, I'm ready to commit myself to this life. You haven't done anything. You haven't lived. You haven't known you don't know what sin is. So So why why
0: is that a thing for a lot of Christians to do it as a as a baby? Well, I don't or in Catholicism, I, I know for sure yeah, it happens as a baby. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, and that's 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 what I mean. That's why I say if you show me where because the Bible's the standard, if mm-hmm. you can show me where that happens in the Bible. Then I'm all for it. If we're if, if our job is to be like Christ and be like Jesus, Jesus didn't. That's Jesus baptized. to you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wasn't baptized as a child. Jesus was 30, was was uh, was a grown man when he became a Christian, when he was baptized, in the name of the Father,
0: who baptized Jesus?
1: Oh my goodness, that's a fantastic question. Did he baptize himself? No, he didn't baptize somebody. He was <laughs> baptized. He was baptized. I just but the uh, have like me start. You didn't have me start one? I'm just well, now. I'm thinking about it, moved.
0: you know, because Christianity. I mean, he was starting it.
1: Yeah, well, he, I mean, it was around. I mean, <laughs> it was around he, before he, he had the spirit he, before. They, yeah, they that's had to true. To he Holy was starting. Spirit. He was
0: starting the. The New Testament, the Correct. Yeah, the non-Jewish version of this. Correct. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, yeah, he he was a start of, of, of being a Christian, so right. to speak, you know, but, you know, the Holy Spirit was here before Jesus. That's true. Yeah. That's huh. why he had Moses and he had the parting of the Red Sea and he had all these other miracles that were performed, you know, through different people, Abraham and all his kids. And, you know, he lived, you know, these guys back in the Old Testament lived to be 180, 200 years old, you know, <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. In the Old Testament, oh goodness, these guys live to be forever. Like, and I don't think you know. As, as I think about it now, I don't think I ever want to get to be a uh, hundred eighty years old. I know. For, no, let me, let me take that back. I, I know for a fact that I don't want to be hundred eighty years what old. What are you going to
0: do at hundred? I mean, your dick stops
1: working at what? <laughs> 65 70 i'm not 100 sure on i don't when. know i don't think i want to find out either well um, i gotta
0: ask an old guy
1: yeah ask an old guy hey, that's not my it's not my lane so you I'm got only, another 100 in,
0: you got another 100 let's say it ends at 70 you got another 110 years yeah where you just you're just dead you're dead yeah. down there you know yep 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 i'll tell
1: you what as as a as a christian you know I'm, I'm a married christian i don't ever like the idea of not being able to to, to be with my wife. So right. that's a scary thought. <laughs> that's a scary thought. That's the first thought.
0: thing that came up to my head. Was, I see minute.
1: clearly. Like that it, was the first, yeah. <laughs> there's so many other things in the world to talk about. And the first thing he's like, well, wait a minute. I mean, i, I, mean, I won't work. I can't, I can't perform. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be a member of the unsullied army and game you, of Thrones. Yeah. Right. You that's love always, game of Thrones. I, I do. I was going to say that's something I, I do in every show. I always find a way to make a reference no matter what i'm doing to game of thrones Do game you, of uh, thrones is the epitome of television for me uh,
0: yes. bro I, so i started my game of thrones journey i believe it was last last fall so nice. two, fall of 2017 Welcome. i was late to the game and I, yes. one day one of my buddies gave me his hbo go password and, and i was just, i just thought to myself I'm going to see what the hype is about. See, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. like Lord of the Rings at all. I never was a Lord of the Rings guy. I never really? saw the movie. I've never seen the movies. Wow. All those fantasy things with dragons yeah. and castles and knights. That's your thing. No, not my thing at all. And you would wow. think it's liking superhero movies like I do that'd be similar, but it's for me, it isn't. Mm-hmm. So I never really wanted to watch game of Thrones, but then the, the hype was so, so high.
1: Yeah. It was palpable. You couldn't. Yeah,
0: couldn't. So I was, I just thought, okay, I got to watch this. So I threw on the first episode and mm-hmm. dude, I, I binged that show in probably two months. I watched, yeah, all seven seasons. Okay, yeah. all right, so, that's what's up. Yeah, so now <laughs> I've been waiting for a year and a half, which isn't long compared to everyone else. Yeah, so screw but you. But I'm, uh, <laughs> I do. First off, binging that show is the best way to watch that show. No, in my that's
1: false. And you and think Here's, so? here, here's why I'm gonna tell you that. Here's why I'm gonna tell you that. Because when you binge it, you need to have an ending. Like when you binge watch a show, it you need to have an yeah, ending to true. that show. That's true. Like you need to binge watch a show that you doesn't, that you don't know is going to have multiple seasons. Like you need to binge watch a show that the show doesn't know it's going to have multiple seasons. If the show knows it's going to have like three or four seasons, it's only going to spoon feed you stuff. It's going to give you little drips. It's going to give you little drops. That's it. If I binge watch a show, I want to binge watch a show that didn't know it was going to be renewed. So it gives you a great story for the first season. You had no clue. Mm -hmm. So saying that to say with game of Thrones, it's just so good. Yeah, you go so through good. the first season, and you immediately ready to jump into the second season. You go through, the, and the worst seasons are still better than ninety-seven percent of the stuff on television now. Oh, I, there's I no the season se- for me.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: No, there was there was the, for me there was a slow season. The slower season was Which probably was season two. Um, He's, that was oh, okay. with the uh, that was when uh, uh Stan Stan up. At battle yeah, of Blackwater. Of Blackwater, exactly. That was probably the slowest mm-hmm. season. Um, just from a standpoint of they were really kind of setting the table again with season one. I don't think they knew how deep the rabbit hole was going to go. No, they had no I think they were like, okay, this is good. You know, like we're, we're we're good. They pretty much did the first book in season one. Season one was pretty much the whole first book of a song on ice of a song of ice and fire. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they realized exactly how to, to, to use a term from catching fire and the the hunger games. I don't think how they realized how much it was going to catch fire. I mean, it was like, Game of Thrones. Nobody knew about it, and all of a sudden, everybody knew about Game of Thrones. And so,
0: it helped that it was super violent and they had boobs on every episode.
1: Well, you know that's funny how. And if you, <laughs> if, you know, binge watching the show, you'll be able to re- you'll be able to speak to this. But you know, in the first few seasons, it was much more sex gratuity, oh, yeah. much more nudity, and it, there was a shock value behind it. There was the whole point of you know attracting an audience. And if you think about it, if you really stop and think about it, all the women that were. Vandalized and abused and sexually abused and just just made to be in such pathetic positions have all risen to power.
0: Oh yeah, for it's sure. Like a
1: complete like the women pretty much run Westeros at this point. I mean, you got Cersei. Lann- I mean, obviously this is spoiler territory. So if you haven't, oh yeah, if you haven't seen season seven of Game of Thrones, uh, screw you. Sorry but- <laughs> about you. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Right. But uh, you know, you got Cersei Lannister, who's you know the the queen of the first men, so to speak who she, she's sitting on the throne. Then you have, um, obviously Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryen, who is coming to usurp that throne from Cersei because she's the quote unquote rightful heir. So she thought until we find out Jon Snow was, uh, secretly named Aegon Targaryen. So you got yeah, even women. prior to
0: that, there was, remember that episode, I think it was in season seven. Mm-hmm. It might've been season six. I get them confused cause I mm-hmm. binge watched it, mm-hmm. but it was, there were, they're in, um, I believe it's season seven. They're in, Daenerys's. Yep, it was season um, seven. Yeah, they're in she the castle. She had the Queen of Thorns. Yep, you had yeah, the Queen of they're, the Thorns. Yeah, they're there. in her. Uh, yep. The. the uh, let's see, I forgot all their names because it's so long. Yeah. Um, what's her last name?
1: Uh, it was Tyro. So she Ty- was. It was. It no, was not Tyrell. Da-
0: no, no, Daenerys's last name.
1: Oh, Targaryen.
0: Targaryen. They're in the Targaryen. Yeah. Um, they're or they in the Dragonstone. Dragonstone. There we go. Yeah. And it was Daenerys. I do
1: this. I do this. Yeah, this. I love it.
0: I love it. I need it. <laughs> Dude, I used to be all up on this, and it's been so long. But yeah. Daener- there's tar- Daenerys Targaryen, uh-huh. um, Margie Tyrell, Yara, and uh, Girl from Dorne. Yeah. The um,
1: uh, the mistress. Oh, hold on. Wait. Don't say it. She got the Elia daughter. Martell? No. Elia uh, Martell was a sister. It was Elia- Martell something. Oh, um, uh, fucking A. Huh. It was uh, Oberyn's wife. Oberyn's uh, mistress wife. Mistress thing. wife. Yeah, whatever. But
0: it was them four. Right. They are scheming. All the like, women. No. Yeah. I was like, oh. all these women are plotting to take over yeah these are all the women in power
1: and if you think about it if you you know because you said you didn't really watch like the lord of the rings and things like that but it's usually when you see those type of war councils it's usually a bunch of old men with gray beards they're all hanging down and we should do this and this is why and blah 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 when you look at that scene and it's all the women all the women who are in power and are making these political decisions and these power plays and who should send what armies where and so on and so forth. And then if you actually even go further into that season seven, every time a guy came up with the plan, Tyrion Lannister, it was the (laughs) wrong plan and it backfired. And then that's when, that's when, uh, I can't think of the, the queen of thorns. I just can't think of her first name right now, but the, you know, lady Tyrell, um, she was just, was it Margie? Wait, uh, I don't uh, think it was Margie. I could be wrong, but I just feel like Margie is just very Margie wasn't all that. Was fucking, I don't feel like Margie was the L- name. Olena Tyrell? Olena. There yeah. it is. Thank you. Yeah. Uh Olenna. And she was just like, all these clever men with these clever plans. Yep. Yep. You know, but you're a dragon. Be a dragon. And, you know, at first she's at first she fights against it. Cause she even asked John, Snow at that time, you know, what what should I do? And John was like, Well, if you just you you'd you just be more of the same if you go and burn everything down. We don't want more of the same. This is back when you know they had their little cave, their little romp in the cave, and right. all of a sudden it was like Google Eyes at Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it was also not only that they don't want more of the same, but if she came in as a Targaryen and burned mm-hmm. everything down, they would go, "Oh, it's just more another fucking Targaryen." Yeah. yeah, another Targaryen. By more the way, same. Elaria Sand. Thank you, yeah. Elaria Sand. She yes. was the the lover of uh, dude, yes. the Martell dude. There you go, Oberyn Martell.
1: That's because right, Martel. all all the all the people that were. Bastard eyes. Bastards. You get the, the name. name Sand. Sand yep. and Dorn, yep. was and Dorn, you're right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was that was just an awesome scene, that whole War Council scene. And you know, the one thing I can say, in particular about season seven, was while I enjoyed it, it was probably the weakest story season in the entire Game of Thrones. Um reason being is that it, it became much more interested in fan service. All these different moments and all these different things that happened were very fan service Like let me even, let me
0: say something there though. Mm-hmm. By the time we got to season, I like I loved season seven mm-hmm. be, just because of that. Because, bro, we've been kicked in the gut so many goddamn times through <laughs> these six seasons. <laughs> it was time for us to start cheering. It's time a to little get some bit. wins, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, we get we get. Uh, Daenerys just destroying the Lannister army, yep. we get fucking uh, Littlefinger's throat being slit we get yep. Jon Snow finally hooking up, Jon Snow's reveal I mean we got so much good <laughs> shit we I was like fucking A, it's we finally did. time for the good guys to get a little something
1: but that was the whole, but if you think about it if you think about it, Jon Snow's been <clears throat> excuse me, if you think about it Jon Snow's been saved since uh, he's been un- under plot armor since season three Mm-hmm. season four like the the thing that made game of thrones so must see television especially for people that didn't read the books um at first was it anyone can die was it anyone can yeah, die yeah, true. and then it got to a point where okay once we once you killed off the majority of the starks then the ones that were left you could tell that they were pretty heavy plot armor and they weren't going anywhere yeah even true. when even when john got stabbed by the night's watch you knew you knew he wasn't dead even I he wasn't knew. dead for a couple. You knew he was dead for a couple reasons. Cause one, at the beginning of the next season starts, winning. they literally, instead of burning his body, they pulled him into a room. Yeah. Like why you haven't pulled anybody else into a room before. And with the white, with the night King approaching and the white walkers, raising the dead, you know, everything's been burned. The bodies, burn the bodies, burn the bodies. Why are you, why are you hesitating? That's number
0: yeah, one.
2: That's true.
1: Number two, there were too many things that just happened to happen. Like, all of a sudden the lady Melisandre shows up at Castle Black and she's there, and then Jon Snow happens to get stabbed. And she's been the one that's been the priestess for the the, the Lord of Light, you know, trying to resurrect people and using her power. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there were just too many things that just happened to happen. That is like, alright, guys, like you can tell <laughs> Well when she they, she knew <laughs> that he
0: was the chosen one. She didn't
1: know Jack <laughs> <laughs> He's just the like man. She knew, just like Stannis was was the was the Lord of Lights. I actually enjoyed.
0: One. I enjoyed that she didn't know shit.
1: Yeah, I, I did too. I, I like, and you know like what? Her. I even enjoyed more was her her begging. She was just like, please. She's like this has to work, please, 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 please. Yeah. Like I thought that was very um desperate, but I thought it was very poignant because there are times, e- even as a Christian, there are times where you. You start to wonder, even, you know, you know, not to to circle back to Christianity, but even Jesus Christ, when he was on the cross, um felt like he was being abandoned. He felt mm-hmm. like God had abandoned him. He even called out to God as he gave up his life almost, you know, why have you abandoned me? So it, it, it's very poignant because there are times where you want to have your faith rewarded. You want that's the whole point of faith. Faith is being able to look at an obstacle that you're right in front of you and not seeing a way out. But having the understanding to say you know what but it'll work out that's 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 faith yeah and what she did was essentially she, just, she went out on a limb she was like please please I, I, but you can see the please. doubt oh absolutely you can definitely see that
0: well, that's that I mean that's very human that no one is unfallible like mm-hmm. everyone has their breaking point and that that was that character's here she was near her breaking point
1: she was and i'm i'm, I'm happy that she was rewarded but it just like i said it you you had too many things that were just too much fan service. I, I want fan service, but I don't want fan service at the expense of storytelling. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hear you.
0: I think season eight I think this season, I think I think we're getting back to anybody can die. That, <laughs> well that's, at this that's point you're permission. in the end game. People have
1: to die. Right. You know, like this is this is this is the this is it. Like there is no more after this. So people, you know, you've got to thin the herd at this point. Um what's been interesting is Is that I've been trying to gauge, I've been trying to gauge my excitement level as compared to Avengers Endgame. Ooh, that's a good question. You think about it. We've been on both of these rides for about ten years now. Yeah, it's about the same time span. It's just about the same time. Maybe you know a little, a little bit less for Game of Thrones. A little bit less, but because there's so much, so many more. Well, I don't even know if I could say that there's so many more hours. There's there's more
0: hours. There's more out. Let's say look, Game The Marvel Thrones, movies are about so? 2
1: 2 hours or so. So 21 okay, movies so, is about yeah, 21 let's say 12 hours. Let's
0: say 4 uh-huh. let's say 50 hours Okay, some of the so movies are long.
1: Yeah, I was there and you got Game yeah, of Thrones is like 67 yeah, that's true. That's true. 68 yep. 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I say if you got if you got 60 minutes per episode, you're 7 seasons in. The first 6 seasons had 10 episodes per season, you're sitting at 60 yeah. hours already. So yeah. yeah. So with that being said, you you spend about the same amount of time with both of these but for me personally, because I know that there's no more Game of Thrones after this, it's over. I think that's where my yeah, that's where my attention really is. As much as I want to want to see Endgame, and especially these trailers are just driving me nuts, man. The the more trailers I see, the more my excitement just it just starts to escalate even further. Yeah, man. Um, but the truth of the matter is that. I know for a fact that there's no more Game of Thrones. There's gonna be more Marvel, and especially with the recent completion of the acquisition of Fox's entertainment package. You know, so now there's they've got all more. the X Men, they've got all the, you know, Fantastic Four characters, Doctor Doom. Um so they've got so much more to work with now. There's gonna be plenty more Marvel films. I mean, you're gonna be we're gonna see Marvel films until, you know, we're sixty, <laughs> seventy years old. <laughs> what you know? what where I'm at
0: is I have have more of a longer term connection with Marvel so that's where my my heart is. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I to, uh, kind of I mean I agree we're going to we're going to see Marvel films for a long time. Right. Um I do think my prediction is I think this is the the last itiner- last um go around for a lot of the leads so um Chris Evans I think his contract's up. Um Chris Hemsworth, Tony Stark, you know uh, Robert Downey Jr I think his con, they might be all you know leaving after this. So that is sad in my in my opinion to see those characters go, and they might write off those characters. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, so that'll I, be sad. But game, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Game of Thrones. This is definitely the last story for this. I know. Mm-hmm. I think HBO did commission some prequels. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So I hope we'll see got some got, more like, stuff.
1: Rebellion. I, oh, we no have to see way, all that. You- if you go back, so I know you watched it through HBO Go, but if you if you ever get a chance to find the DVDs or find the Blu-rays, there's a lot of great content on there. Oh, I look you know, them talk up. about the, the history and the lore, exactly. I love so it. So I'm hoping that they dive into Robert's Rebellion. I'm hoping that they dive into uh, so many other things. Oh,
0: even like the uh, the First Men coming over and, yeah, and, the encountering, coming the, over um, and encountering the the children, the children, children of, the yep. of the forest and then yep. the yep. why the children of the forest had to make the fucking yep. White had Walkers. Had to make the White Walkers. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I'm sure we'll see I mean, we've seen the origination of the first of the Knights King. Yeah. We've seen that in episode in season six, I want to say. Oh, wow. You really think, know. Yeah. I think that was season six where they, they actually showed that episode where they created the, the night King. Yeah. Um, but I, I like to dive more into that because you really want to know what the, what his end game, I'm, I'm curious cause he he's clearly not just, if they were just zombified and just, nah. you know, whatever they, they wouldn't be as strategic as they are. They think they have a, they have a, a, a meth, a modus operandi. You know, they, they have a way of doing things. So I'm really curious to dive more into understanding the Night King's motive and what he's ultimately looking for. Um, and which it could just be to take over the world. Some people just want to watch the world burn. I get it. He might um, be the Joker. He could just be the Joker, but <laughs> I am curious, you know, and before I get too far away, uh, I think Chris Hemsworth is going to re-up as Thor
0: yeah be, i thor think so too. Three,
1: after thor three he, he he felt really rejuvenated about the character i think so too and i was really fired up to do it. so I, I, i'm
0: i'm mostly just sad to see it as chris i know chris evans, evans is gonna yeah. go
1: well you know i you don't like him it, he's no, captain no, no, america no, no 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 no. i love him no no, no, no. let <laughs> okay. me be very clear i absolutely love chris evans and i love tony Star- i love robert downey jr i love tony stark here's the thing though i don't know if I I don't know if Chris Evans is going to be done done, you know, because he's yeah. back and forth so many times. That's true. Because even after the first couple ones, he was like, you know, I really don't want to do it. But then when you keep putting out hit after hit after hit. You know, it's really hard to turn
0: that. And down, that, and that know, Marvel actually. money is probably really that nice. Marvel right Money now.
1: is pretty sweet. And especially <laughs> if they can start doing things where maybe he only appears. Maybe he doesn't do any more standalones. Right. And he just does ensemble pieces and he doesn't have to do them as often or as, you know, as frequently. And then he can have his time to do directorial stuff because he really wants to get behind the camera too. I heard about that. Yeah. So it's like if you can do that type of stuff, or even just have the ability to to branch out. You know, he's done a couple different indie films, Snowpiercer, and and some other things that that were definitely not Disney esque movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants the ability to kind of expand his horizon, which I get, and I, I want him to do that. But that doesn't mean you have to stop necessarily being Captain America. You can just kind of slow it down, or just. Make sure you show up in Avengers films. We don't necessarily need another Captain America solo film. Um, We don't need another no, don't Iron Man so. solo film. I don't need any of those. No, I don't um, either. And the thing about, and then, you know, speaking on Iron Man, dude, all you have to do is just walk around and, and be Tony Stark. <laughs> you don't have to put, like, that's probably not you when you do the action scenes anyways, to be no, honest with you. It ain't it's, him. It's not you. So why are you? No, he, I'm i do he, old he, for the role. He's like, not he, too old for yeah, the role. Yeah, he's set.
0: <laughs> He'll do I he, I could see him doing that role for a very long
1: time. Yeah, there's no reason for you I mean, if you choose to stop then, then you know, you know, the guy be the glory, but let's not pretend like you have to stop. You, we don't know who you are behind that helmet. Same thing when you have, you know, people were saying, you know, or uh Black Panther, you know, he's actually relatively old. Chad you know, Boseman's like, like Chadwick Boseman's like 39. Yeah, he's like 30. You know, he's I thought he was in his
0: 40s. He might be. Let me look it up yeah. real quick.
1: I think he's in his 40s, but the point is he's they didn't catch him at a 25. Black hole crack one black don't crack but they didn't yeah, catch him at by 25 by the yeah. yeah they didn't catch him at 25 they caught him late so you know yeah, how, how many black panthers does he have well I, it doesn't really matter when uh, he puts I'll, the helmet on like we don't know who you are <laughs>
0: i love that chadwick boseman just gets to play every prominent african-american oh, role jackie we have robinson black yeah
1: you get uh, uh
0: what's his name
1: uh, James Brown, James
0: Jackie Brown. Robinson. Then he gets to be T'Challa. Yep. Yeah, who's like going to play
1: Chadwick Bozeman when Bozeman is is real I old? don't know, but he's definitely Black History Month rolled up into one person. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: he gets he all is the, the month awesome of February. Roles. <laughs> it's, it's
1: pretty sweet. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's like they get these guys, and you know they talk about you know how he can't keep doing a role. Well, why not? Like we yeah. don't know who you are behind the mask, like brother. Just just. All you got to do is just, you know, say a few lines and just put the helmet on. We don't. Most care. of these people don't do their <laughs> own stunts, anyways. No, you don't do your. Own. And that's my point. Like you're not doing your own stunts half the time. All you have to do is get in shape. Right. And if the worst thing you got to say is you have to get in shape, come on, man. Seriously.
0: <laughs> real, real quick on the Night King, mm-hmm. it crossed my mind, and I heard this mm-hmm. through online. After I, I got in, inundated Are with you Game of Thrones, say Brand? is he? He <laughs> looks like him.
1: You know, what's interesting I don't is know that, how that's going to work, though. That's the only thing. I don't know. Well, if you think about it, because remember, if you go back to season six, yep. um, hold the door. Hold, he gets touched by the Night King. He gets touched by the Night King. And then, you know, because of him being, you know, did did Hordor become Hordor because Bran went back in time? right? And, and you know what I'm saying? So, like- It's it that time like, loop. Yeah. It is. It's that whole, when you start playing with the time yeah. continuum and- so I'm I am curious. They they've been made mention to him being Bran the Builder as well. They kinda of started all of this from the very beginning.
0: Oh, that's uh, right.
1: So there's a theory well, about that on the Do you too. remember
0: too the the Night King for the first when when whenever you first see him up until about season six, looks slightly different. And oh then, yeah, they had different people playing. And then, then the season six, they the guy that looks that plays the Night King looks kinda like Bran. And Bran's yeah. got a fucking indistinct a pretty distinguishable nose. <laughs> and the Night King has a pretty similar low nose. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen that theory online. I, I don't know if I necessarily like it.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I, I, I do I, I don't dislike the idea of Bram being the Night King. I don't think it's because of the actor. Mm-hmm. Um but it it would be pretty interesting to see if he actually ultimately becomes the guy that has to kinda to 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 be that. It's almost like you look back at the Matrix. And in the Matrix, you know, the whole point of the one, quote unquote, was to go back and reboot the system. Right. Mm-hmm. He was the that was the whole reason Behind the anomaly of the one was to go back and make the choice to restart the system with, you know, however many humans to repopulate Zion. So it'd be interesting if, if that ultimately becomes Brand's decision or if you're, if you're a gamer, I don't know if, if, if you've gamed at all, but I'm a a, A little bit. I dabble, I dabble mostly into sports games. Okay. All right. Well, I used to play this game called Mass Effect and very similar concept where you had to make a decision on how the human race moves forward. Do you destroy all the robots and allow the humans to, kind of start from scratch, if you will, from the standpoint of they don't have any technology, do you do a merger and combine synthetic life with organic life to create this new hybrid? Or, you know, so you you have this deus ex machina choice Mm -hmm. to make where you have to make a decision that ultimately just affects everyone. And, you know, with brand, if the theory of brand being the night King is correct, then it'll just be a very similar response to this whole deus ex machina theory. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious. I-, I am curious to see how that plays out. I-, I don't know if I'm completely sold on him being the night king, but I have heard that theory online before uh, many, many times.
0: Have you heard the theory online about, um, Gendry being. Yep. Cersei's bastard mm-hmm. son.
1: Yep. I've heard that theory.
0: Um, cause he mentions how his, his mom was had gold, ha- golden hair, right? Mm-hmm and then Cersei mentions how she had another kid and she and had she would have the kid taken away had, had the kid taken away and, right. and and she it would it would make sense that the kid yeah. would be still in King's Landing so she could yeah. keep an eye on him because yeah, what what I've grown to enjoy about Cersei mm-hmm. is that despite how evil she can be she's nuanced she's nuanced and she's grown she's in an era where women are completely marginalized so she's schemed and figured out a way to get to the top despite right. that Right. And she has undying love for her kids. She, she will really do anything does. for her kids.
1: She does. I think, but the problem with that is that then you would go back to the whole prophecy told by Maggie, the, uh, the, the frog or whatever that, the whatever that soothsayer was called back in, oh, yeah, go back yeah. to season five. I want yeah, to say, yeah. um, the, that flashback scene. Yeah. What
0: did she say again? See, I, I she she forgot said, all that. You shit. have
1: three kids. Uh, the King will have many kids, but you will only have three gold will be there hair. Go will be their shrouds. Mm-hmm. Um, you will be usurped by someone younger and prettier than you. Um, say you'll be the queen, but only for a short, only for a time. You'll be usurped by somebody younger and prettier than you. Uh-huh. The king will have many kids. You will only have three. So, because if and if you go back and if you take a look at this is going to get a little this, we're going to deep dive a little. Oh, bit. let's do it. If you <laughs> if you go back and look at some of the trailers, the last trailer that they released, you'll notice that um, In that trailer, Cersei was drinking wine. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to the end of season seven, she had turned down wine because she was pregnant.
0: Ah, uh, yes. So oh, that's that leads right. Me she, to has believe, another, she has yeah, a kid that, coming.
1: That was, you know, she, she had a that. kid coming. But if you go back and watch the last trailer, she was drinking wine. Ah, uh, you me to believe that on? yeah, Yeah, it leads me to believe that she ends up miscarrying or, you know, stillbirth, whatever the case may be. You know, she the the kid doesn't. She doesn't end up having a kid. Um, so it would kids be kids keep inter- her grounded. the I kids mean, not, do keep her. They, they keep her as much they as they keep, could
0: Yeah, as much as you can keep Cersei grounded, yeah. but the kids at least tether her a little bit to reality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, when she's mm-hmm. when she's kidless, watch out.
1: You know, and I tell you, I remember back in season two when they had uh, when they had the the battle at at the, uh, the Blackwater at, at Blackwater, and she was in the the, the throne room with Joffrey and was about ready to give him was it milk of the puppy no yeah she's uh, she she ready to poison one
0: him. of those fucking things with the
1: cool yeah. name yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. she's ready to she's ready to poison him milk right of the before. poppy's a healing agent is it a healing i thought it was just the um <laughs> yeah that's, no it. i think it, it's just it, the tears list, it. list. i believe yeah it's it? tears a list but yeah. milk of the poppy is just to to numb the pain ah yeah, yes, yes yeah because even when robert was when after he got stabbed by the boar you know, they're like, well, bring him milk with the puppy. Milk of so the poppy. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> it's just like a, it's like a hallucinogen in a liquid form, essentially. <laughs> Be high as a kite, but um, but yeah. So she was giving him tears of whatever you just list. Said. I think um, I
0: believe that's what it was called.
1: Yeah, and that was if she was right about to give it to him right before. Uh, uh, Tywin rides in there saying, "We have won," <laughs> and so you see that to say, you know, even Cersei has this this moment of clarity where she was like I'd rather us all die yeah than for my son to go through this this torment that's about to happen well yeah, Barath- comes in, yeah
0: he would torture the kid
1: yeah cuz he would absolutely just slaughter everybody yeah right. and you, there was no reasoning with stannis no stannis was was not somebody to be reasoned with stannis no, he, was a force he was a blunt object
0: yeah he was he and he had believed that he was the rightful king so there yeah, was nothing going to stop him and if he felt nothing, everything yep. he was doing
1: was right absolutely and, and he felt he I, was
0: the prince that was promised. I mean, he was eye. told
1: that. He was only told that. <laughs> That's true. <You> know, <clears throat> while we're talking about that son of a gun named Stannis, <laughs> I have to tell you, what was his dude's But what was his? Uh, I'm trying
0: to remember the names. What was his follower's name with the fingers that were cut off?
1: Oh, uh, I like him, uh, Davos. Davos. Seward. Okay, yeah, I'm just trying Davos. to remember the names. He's a good guy. I he like just, Davos. He just seems to jump from, you know, <laughs> king to king to king. But, yeah, you nah, know. I digress. <laughs> um. You know, I was excited when Stannis finally got his because I got to tell you, he he was beyond... um Saving when he saving burns his kid. When he burned his daughter. Yeah, when he burned Shireen, I want to say. It was Shireen.
2: Yeah, um,
0: that was rough. That was that a was rough the, episode. That was the
1: toughest. I, have, I don't think I've ever had an episode of Game of Thrones where I, I have a hard time watching again. Even the Red Wedding. I've been able to watch the Red Wedding multiple times. And I remember the very first time I watched the Red Wedding and I was like, oh my God, this is insane to see you know, a pregnant fetus being stabbed and they just go through and massacre the entire Stark name that oh, was yeah. at that wedding and all the Stark men and that was just a very brutal thing to watch. I, I was I think- lucky
0: that mm-hmm. I didn't catch any spoilers because the Red Wedding was kind of complete. Sh- I thought Rob Stark was the hero of the show and I went, I literally screamed at the, <laughs> the TV, holy fuck, they slaughtered the Starks. <laughs> what the fuck? It took me like a minute to get, I, I was like, I don't know if I can continue watching the show.
1: Yeah, it was this, tough. man. Uh,
0: not, not, I'm like this show's bullshit. They're they're killing all my main characters. What are we yeah. doing here? But yeah, yeah I'm I digress.
1: You, yeah. No, no, you I, I get it. That I, episode, I felt the same way.
0: The where they burn Shireen at the stake and when uh yeah. when uh what's his face makes uh Reek Theon watch him watch while he rapes Sansa. Yeah, uh, ooh, yeah. Ramsay. You know
1: what? I I I have to admit that <clears throat> that one for 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 what it for what it was, they did it very tastefully because they didn't let you see anything. You didn't see it. No. Oh. But the problem with it is that it allowed your mind to create what happened. That, and then I think that's strategic. Dirty. Yeah. I think but that's you strategic. Feel dirty after yeah. That that's because true. Because you recreated in your head whatever happened on that screen. You just, you, you just made it real. Yeah. That's and, true. and so that, that left you, that left me feeling dirty that day. But, <laughs> um, it really did because it was like, I, I know that I didn't see it. But I imagine what happened. Yeah, because you can hear it, and it's you can like, hear it, and you just mean? see, and you
0: just see Theon like you crying, his tears. Yeah. yeah,
1: you just see him like he, he just breaks. And, um, but going back to Stannis and and that that episode where, he, where the daughter burns, uh, there were so many different layers that happened because you can see initially Stannis was like, no, absolutely not. He was like, nope, I'm not even going to consider it. And then you can see where he starts to break. And you can see where his desperation starts to kick in. Mm. And then I think the part that really the there were two parts that really got me on that episode. The first part was that she was so willing to do whatever she could to help. She was you like, daughter? Daddy, I want I wanna help you. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, Daddy, I want to help. Whatever it takes, I want to help. Right. Like to have that spirit of a child to just want to help their dad and just be so happy that the dad acknowledges her. Because obviously, if you remember, the mom didn't. The want mom hated to do the her daughter. Yeah, really it. seemed to hate her. Um, I think she just seemed to hate what she represented. I don't right. think she really hated the daughter. Yeah, because um, you, you, you way, see
0: that at the very end when the mom's you like, do. "Like, yep. stop! What are we doing?" And that's here? my point. That's yeah. my
1: point. You know, very similar to to, to Stark, how she she didn't hate Jon Snow. She hated what Jon Snow represented. Right. And shouts out to Ned Stark for playing the best game of keep a secret oh, in the history of Westeros. Ned is
3: the most noble <laughs> man ever. Unbelievable. But, um, but saying that, when to I grow up, I
1: want to be Ned Stark. You know, I, I don't know. I think I want to be smarter than Ned Stark. <laughs> that's I don't want to true. Lose my that, head. that is true. He does not yeah, know how to... to play the game. And you know what? But that—that that he goes kept to show his integrity norm- the
0: entire time.
1: You know. But what's your integrity worth if at the end of it you lose your life and your whole family is that's now true. tormented at the end? Of it? Like you know, what's what's it worth to you? But that's that's another question for another day. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> that, that's all personal morals and all that. shit. It really is, it which is, really, is why the show is a beautiful show. That's
1: the mark of a great show. It makes you think about all that stuff. Right. Um, but so when you when you see that scene, you see Cheyenne start to head towards, him, and you can start to see the terror fall over her when she realizes what's about to
0: well, happen. Well, because kids, especially at that age, especially the way that she was portrayed, so gullible, she's and so gullible, and, yeah. and they almost have a psychic bond to their, you know, it's they're they're a part of their day. And then at the last minute, for someone that you've admired and and thought to be this yeah. hero of your life, and someone that yes. the only person that respects you to turn on you yes. like that and be yeah. so cold.
1: Yes. It's got to be devastating. And then for me, you know, I have a, you know, I have a seven year old daughter. Yeah. So it, 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 anytime you see any anytime there's something on TV where it's a, it's a dad and a daughter team and something happens to the child. I, I'm, I'm the biggest baby. I'm, <laughs> I'm crying. Right. I'm crying every time I cried like a little punk uh, when this scene happened. And then I got mad. I was, so, I was very upset with Game of Thrones. I almost said I wouldn't watch it again. Um, because it was just such a heart-wrenching thing to see. And it's like I've dealt with yeah. with the deaths of entire families. I've dealt with, you know, slaughtering people at weddings. I've dealt with quite a bit in this show. That was where a rough I, where, one. I, where I where I came really close to saying, you know, you guys are crossing a line for me is when they burnt the daughter. And then mm-hmm. seeing the way the mother reacted, you know, you talked about the mom, um, seeing how she was just so cold and despondent to the child. And then all of a sudden turn and just have this gut-wrenching Scream! this gut wrenching um, response. Uh, It was. It was. It was hard to. It was just hard to watch. It was tough. Um,
0: But it did. It did. It did its job in making you think how far
1: Stannis has gone off the ledge. Yes, and it definitely did its job by saying, "I can't wait till Stannis gets his." (laughs) Brienne of Tarth finally came up to him, and I was just like, "Get him! Get him!" Well, you could tell at that
0: point. What was great about that scene, though, is. You can tell he's sitting there, and he's just resigned to the fact. Oh my God, yeah. I fucked up. Yeah, I fucked this because prior to that, half the half his army deserts him. Mm-hmm. He's yep. he goes into the tr- into the forest. He sees his wife's just hung him, hung herself, and then he goes in and he fights Ramsey's army, and he's terribly outnumbered.
1: Yeah, but and, he, just, he can't he can't turn back. At but he
0: point. can't turn back, he's and like, it's I'm at that far gone. And it's at that moment when he's sitting there in the tree, and Brianna Tarth is right there, and he's just like do it like it's over yeah
1: i fucked like, up just do do what you came for right you know go ahead and go ahead and finish it <laughs> and i was just like yep go ahead and finish it like, i don't I, I very seldom root for somebody to die mm-hmm. but i was ready he had to go now now he's who, one of you had to go
0: who is your who is your favorite or one of your or what oh, character you enjoyed? yeah was too before, tough before right?
1: before i knew john snow was that guy it mm-hmm. was john snow um did that, that catch you by every- surprise it did. It Me did. too. It, I wasn't prepared for Jon Snow to be that guy. Me neither. But I knew he was that guy after Season Four's Watcher on the Wall fight, mm-hmm. where you know they they fought at Castle Black. They fought the Wildling army out of Castle Black, and it's like, okay, this guy is
0: there's something to this. It's him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he's 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 the one. He's that guy. He's got plot protection now. He's not gonna they're not they're not gonna kill off Jon Snow now. And so once I realized that he was becoming extremely popular and that Kit Harrington was becoming the 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 focal point of the show, and everybody was just falling in love with kid. I'm I'm the, I'm that guy that doesn't like to jump on the popular stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, how you didn't watch Lord of the Rings. I didn't watch Lord of the Rings when it was in the theaters. I mm-hmm. waited until everybody stopped talking about it. As a matter of fact, I remember the first time I seen uh, a scene from Lord of the Rings. It was during Return of the King, and it was like halfway through the movie. And my mother and I, we were going to the movie to see something, and we were like, yeah hey, "I'll just walk in here until the movie starts." So you walk in and I'm just seeing this battle and I'm like, what the heck is this? (laughs) (laughs) What did I walk into? And what am I supposed to go see? Cause I don't want to leave. So at that point, once it came out of the theaters and once the, the uh, extended cut got released, I bought all of them and just kind of had a marathon session, which is a solid, you know, full work day worth of watching movies to get in all of the Lord of the Rings before they came out with the other trilogy. So in saying all that, I don't tend to jump on bandwagons when everybody else jumps on. I jump on a bandwagon when everybody else typically jumps off. Mm -hmm. Um, So once everybody jumped on Kit Harrington's bandwagon, I jumped off. Uh, So at this point, my favorite character is kind of, it's going to be really weird. And you're going to, you're going to, you're going to judge me.
0: No, I don't judge. Only God can judge you, man.
1: Hey, all right no. now, you, now you preaching? Um, <laughs> no, I'm only human. I'm gonna judge you. It's Theon. Theon, oh,
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that.
1: Uh, and, and here's why: there hasn't been a person that's had a bigger arc than Theon. There hasn't been a, a character on that show that has had a bigger um, palette, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I told you I went to school for media and broadcasting, so I'm I'm an aspiring actor, and I've I've gotten to do some some, uh, small roles. And, and I should, when I say small roles, like not even credited roles, but I got to be an extra in that last movie with, uh, Viola Davis and Liam Neeson widows. Oh, nice. Um, I got to, to, to have a part in a small indie film that I was filming when I was back in Chicago. So, um, I have a, I have a, a soft spot for actors or thespians, if you will, that actually get to show range and Alfie, uh, Oh, goodness Alfie whatever his last name is but Theon mm-hmm. has had to have such a dynamic character arc that it's been really fun to grow with him Alfie you know, Allen by the with, way
0: Alfie Allen, Alfie I, I got the I got the computer I'm looking this up as we go. I'm
1: <laughs> well, not smart I'm usually I'm usually pretty good at names but it's you know it's, I it's, just got
0: the google machine firing at all cylinders
1: <laughs> it's one thirty over here so my brain is still working but it's just like you know we're we're, we're winding down buddy but saying so, us say Alfie Allen has had such a great character arc and just watching him, you know, rise and then drop so low and then have to kind of slowly build himself back up. It's, it's been actually, it's been a lot of fun. You know, there were some moments that were very cringeworthy. It was hard watching him get tortured. You know, Ooh, you, wanted, you hated him when he turned on the Starks at Winterfell. Kill
0: some, some kids. He yeah,
1: kids. you hated him for that. Yeah. Um, but even then, you knew that he was conflicted. You yeah. knew that. He didn't he wasn't sure that what he was doing was the right
0: thing one of my favorite scenes is when he when season seven when he talks to john, john yeah and john know what to do yeah john's basically no, basically um you know kind of like a jesus figure he, he scolds him a little bit but then he forgives him and he goes you're a stark and you're a gray joy yeah you're both yeah, don't ever forget you're that yeah That's you right. don't lose your idea you're both you're, you don't have you don't have to pick a side this is your identity yeah,
1: yeah. and it was it was funny when he was just like um he's like for everything i can not forgive you for i i do you know he's like i can't forgive you for everything but what i can i do forgive you right and then he was like you know you always you always know what to say <laughs> you, <laughs> always, you always know what to say you always know the right is that, thing to is do. that your
0: theon <laughs> accent no, it wasn't quite. It was it was my crying man yeah. accent. Oh, but, there you go. You know, yeah.
1: Not quite Theon, but <laughs> he was like, you always know what to say, and he was like, he's like, I, it might look like it, but I promise you, I don't.
0: Yeah. It, it, See, but that's the thing. I can't ever like. I know that people. It's fun now to hate on Jon Snow, but mm-hmm. his character's written. I mean, th- besides the protection, his char- mm-hmm. character is written really well.
2: Well, the things I he even, says.
0: Uh huh. I, uh-huh. I just I love I love his approach to things. Now he's not always he's he's not the best at playing the game, Cl- evidenced by the fact that he can't fucking lie to Cersei in that giant meeting for one fucking second.
2: Well,
1: hold on now let's 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 be very clear. Ned Stark couldn't play the game. No. Jon Snow he
0: can play it a little. He can play it better than Jon Ned, Snow for sure. can
1: play. And the reason why I say this is because you know you look at these characters, you know especially a character like Daenerys Targaryen, right? Who and it's funny it's something about these Targaryens who they can they, they're leaders without trying to be without necessarily wanting to um they're they're reluctant leaders but they're good at it they're good at inspiring people mm-hmm. in their own different way and they're adaptable they have adaptability to their situation so if you look at <clears throat> you look at Daenerys Targaryen right she was sold as a slave or not as a slave but she was essentially sold to Khal Drogo yep she turned that into a powerful marriage. She turned that into having a Dothraki army. Mm -hmm. She turned that into getting the Dothraki armor to, to Astapor. She turned that into going from Astapor to Marine and getting the, and Yunkai and getting the slaves, uh, the slave masters to, to be, you know, dethroned essentially by the slaves. She was able to turn that into a power play to get an unsullied army. So now she's got three dragons and unsullied, you know, all this stuff that, these are all things that were supposedly bad that happened to her and she was able to adapt and, and fix it. Same thing with Jon Snow. Jon Snow did things that nobody had ever done prior to. He was able to make a, mer- a merger between, you know, the Wildlings and, and, and the Night's Watch. Yeah, that's true. You know, it, it cost him his life, so to speak. But he was able to get things done because Jon Snow sees the end game. He's not about playing this Game of Thrones. He could care less about the Thrones, which is why I'm really interested to see what happens when Bran and uh, Samuel Tarly get a chance to talk to Jon. They're like, hey, John, so that's your auntie.
0: And you're the and, king.
1: Uh, <laughs> and you and you're the true heir to the throne. Well,
0: don't forget too he's the he's the first I believe he's the first ever k- bastard king in the north.
1: Well, he's not a bastard. That's though. true, but the, and everyone yeah. thinks he's a bastard. Oh, but I see what you're saying. He's yeah, convinced he's first, yeah.
0: He, he's convinced all of the north to accept him as a king without even yeah. trying.
1: And then the sad thing is he didn't even want that either. He doesn't reluctant want the leader. All he's yeah. on the side of is life. He just like, wants, exactly. he wants to fight for the, the living, fight for the living. Exactly. Right. So, you know, that's a very, it's funny if you ever, if you ever get a chance to, um, there's this, this channel on YouTube It's called the take. Okay. Uh, it's based off of a screen prism. Oh, that's I like, like a, I, a, I like, it's screen like a prism. subset. Yeah. So yeah. it's a subset of screen prism it's called the take. And it's essentially these two uh, women who break down philosophically, Different things. And they have this entire like twenty two uh twenty two video thing on Game of Thrones. Shout out to the Take for that, because they, they do oh, some I gotta check good that out. They sc- really good stuff.
0: Dude, do. screen prism in general. You got to yeah. have you watched the one the video they did on Captain America?
1: Uh I haven't watched that one. I but should I did watch, watch a that. uh I watched the video that that not nice Screen Prison, but Wisecrack, mm-hmm. uh, which is another great... I'm, I'm such a YouTube guy now. Oh, me too. Uh, I could uh, literally I watch- spend my entire day watching YouTube.
0: Me too, dude. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's crossed my mind more than once to unplug and just go Netflix, YouTube, but I digress. I did. You did? I did. I, um, I unplugged.
1: I'm just Netflix, YouTube, Hulu. Oh, I don't man. even bother with with cable anymore. But oh. point is, um, I watched this Wisecrack, and what Wisecrack does is they do philosophical breakdowns on movies. So they show you, like, for Civil War, I remember I've, I've gone on record a couple times. I think I was even on Jock and Err when I talked about how this I wasn't a fan of Civil War okay. because it diverged so much from what happened in the comic sure, books. Sure, But then after watching that Wisecrack and kind of seeing the way from a philosophical standpoint, they broke down and showed how this one was actually made much more sense than what happened in the comic books. I, it's since then leaped up a couple spots on my favorite list. So nice. uh, that's another, that's another channel to check out. You know, I, I'm, I'm all about giving wisecrack. Yes. You, here's wisecrack. a,
0: here's a couple for homework for you. So I'm going to, I'm going to watch the take game of Thrones. You have mm-hmm. to watch the screen prism captain America. Okay. Um, that Wait, one's that really means, good. That means you got to
1: have me back on, so we can talk about. Yeah, it for though. sure, dude. You, you'll be back on. This, this isn't a one-time
0: thing. You're now pot committed to this. Um, oh, amen. Let's do it. Full, full fat videos does really good character analysis and breakdowns of stuff. Okay. Full fat videos and then uh, brown table.
2: Brown table. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. Full so fat I'm videos, I'm brown all table. about
1: the
0: why and breakdown of yes. character on YouTube. Yes. The YouTube videos where they yes. break. down. I don't. For me, like when we do this is kind of a a knock on our reviews. On our reviews, I feel like we kind of get too caught up in, oh, that's stupid. The, the, there's no reason why he would do that. That the, you know, right. You can't carry this thing down these stairs like some sort of plot right. point that doesn't really matter. I'm right. more interested in let's dive into the character. Like, why is this kid? Yes. Char- why is this? What does this symbolize? What does this yes. mean? What is, What is the message we are supposed to learn from this? Oh
1: man, uh, that's that's dude. my thing. On you're that, gonna love Wisecrack Then oh, I gotta I'm check it out. You, they did a whole thing on on the Western. And how Logan was a modern day Western. Oh man! Go back to the Good, Bad, Ugly with the Duke, and or not with Duke, with a uh, Clint Eastwood, and oh dude, you're you're gonna love that. D- definitely, definitely, definitely. Check out the take for uh for the Game of Thrones stuff. But you you need to go to Wise Crack for for the the character breakdown. But anyways, I love it. Oh, good. Uh, where do we go before we get on that tangent?
0: Well, here, well, you were talking about the, here's my here's my character that oh, I yeah, really enjoy. Yes. Not as big of a, not as a wider range of emotions, but. Oh. Pretty close.
3: Okay,
0: I love the fact that Game of Thrones make made me hate Jamie Lannister, and now I I love the guy, and he's a really? like, yeah,
1: I love How him. About that, I'm about, right, and, and I know fair. that it's like
0: it's kind of weird because he's he f- still wants to fuck his sister.
1: You know what? But the, 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 the only Game of Thrones can almost make that okay. They make it okay. Like, I don't I don't even care, especially because that's really what they did in those days. Oh yeah, they kept the bloodlines pure. That really. You uh, know but what, I whatever. I enjoy the fact that
0: he's this man. That at the end of the day, mm-hmm. he was when when the uh, Robert's Rebellion happened and all that stuff. Mad King, the yeah. Mad King, mm-hmm. he was trying to do the right thing.
1: He was. He was pre- went down,
0: but he, but he, but he, yep. yeah, but he lost his honor doing it, mm-hmm. and his honor is almost as important, almost as important to him as doing the right thing. Yeah. And this whole time, he's been labeled as the Kingslayer. And he kind of lived up to it. You know, he was like, okay, fine, I'll embrace this shit, even though he hates right. it. Right. You know, he's the Kingslayer, and you, you're not an honorable person because you killed your king. Right. And he, all he wants... People just kept bashing him about right. it, too. And all he wants people to know is that I was trying to do the right thing. And, this is, yeah. and now that Westeros is being invaded by the, the, the uh, White Walkers, he almost goes, this is my chance to get yeah. redemption and, and, and clear my name. Yeah. All well, that's i wanted to do was the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Said, i i made a promise i'm, I'm going, going i'm, I'm going to fight south. yeah i'm yeah. marching i'm marching yep. I, and for me i don't know that whole like the whole redemption of this guy's yep. a fucking bastard that's guy great, yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. fucking his sister and he pushes a kid out a window yeah and you know and he still has his faults he still loves and supports cersei blindly almost at times yep. um absolutely you know and and, and he does the these terrible he kills his own fucking cousin in one in season two yep. i believe or season yeah, three it was season two yeah you know so he's still a a rotten person at times <laughs> <laughs> but but he 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 was raised with honor and he was put in an impossibly tough situation where he had to he was sworn to protect his king yet mm-hmm. his king was going down the rabbit hole of madness and no, he, he had wasn't an impossible down a rabbit hole.
1: That dude was. Mad. What did they say? Chaos the is King. a ladder. Right. No, chaos. He was in a pit. That right. dude fell. and He was all in. But he had he an was...
0: impossible. It was an impossible decision, and he did what he thought was best. And, yeah, he, and he he's and he's labeled as a as a a, a, a traitor for it. Yeah. You yes.
1: know. I'm I telling you, it. dude. I I could do. I I thought about this in the past, and and just doing this with you now is really kind of giving me that desire to do it again. I could do an entire podcast breaking down episodes of game of Thrones. oh yeah like I, I, I kind of feel like we might need to do that to oh be yeah honest with you when season eight comes out i feel like we need to do recap podcasts of season eight.
0: Oh yeah oh and you know we can have you on jock and nerd too
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but but Both. but i feel like this oh <laughs> it like needs to happen oh yeah we we can have i mean we <laughs> Hey, we can we can do whatever you want. <laughs> There's no one
0: stopping us from doing all of this. I lo- I love the so the, the the thought analysis that I have with Game of Thrones is the same mm-hmm. thought analysis I have with the Marvel universe, where mm-hmm. I so for instance, Tony Stark. Okay. Tony Stark in the first Iron Man is a cocky motherfucker. Yep. Who builds weapons for 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 fun. He's a warmonger. he's a warmonger right. and prop a profiteer war profiteer mm-hmm. has no uh he's working with the government to um build these weapons he doesn't give a fuck about anybody right notices that the weapons he's building are killing innocents decides mm-hmm. to change his ways mm-hmm. goes from that to being an independent superhero because mm-hmm. you can't trust the government because here he's mm-hmm. he's been burned by the fact that his weapons are being sold to terrorists mm-hmm. goes from that to then um, working on a team. So now he's gone from an independent uh, hero to working on a team in the yep. Avengers. Then he notices that aliens are invading, so he's got a, he's, there's more to his life. He's got purpose now. He has mm-hmm. to protect the world. This is a, it's about his legacy, and what kind of legacy yep. can he leave behind. So okay. to, to protect this legacy, he builds armor, base, an armor of suit, a suit of armor around the world that backfires against him, mm-hmm. Ultron.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This causes innocents to die, And he realizes his legacy is being destroyed, and what he's trying to do needs to be put in check. So now he's Mm -hmm. working with the government. So he (laughs) goes from independent person working on on his own, independent of the government, to team, to now working with the government to fight against his own team. Mm -hmm. And then he meets Thanos, who's the guy that's been in his dreams since the very beginning as the guy that he is supposed to come up against. And he goes up against this guy, the guy he's been preparing his entire life for, And he fails.
1: Okay, all right. Now I'm I'm going to take that a step further, and then you look at somebody like a Captain America, who started off completely pro America, completely pro government. I'm completely everything is black and white. It's good and it's bad. And then he slowly starts to to turn into what Tony Stark was at the beginning. You see what I'm saying? So you have you have Tony who started off solo and became all about the government, and then you have Captain America who came all about the government and ultimately.
0: He ultimately, is goes he against the government. The government. Right. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's such an awesome character arc. So it's, it's perfect bo- the way. Both
0: of their character arcs, Alpha and in, con- Omega yeah, great. in conjunction with one another are, are <laughs> yes. fantastic.
1: And then you know when you say when now when you say Thanos, let let's be very clear. Tony Stark would have they 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 would have pulled that off had Star Lord. Uh, yeah, I know his name. I still want to say that. <laughs> had Star Lord just stopped. Two minutes. Well, let me, Let's let, me, let me, let me get the glove off. Let me get the glove off. Let me explain to you Star Lord's position. I get it. You don't have to explain it. He's a human. He responded. Not, he had a reaction. Not only a human, he
0: is a stunted human that has grown. Yes. He's a man child that just yes. found out that the only girl that actually has ever loved him was killed by this man.
1: Yeah, and you know what do you say? What was his favorite film of all? Of Flash Gordon or whatever. Uh, uh, was footloose. Talking, what was footloose. Thank you. <laughs> That's Gordon's the greatest one of his film heard. ever. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that the f- most famous movie ever? So I get it. Yeah. He's he a had child. a very human reaction. He, yes, he had a childlike reaction, if you will. Right. Um. The point is, had he not had that childlike reaction, they would have won. They would have won. Yeah. They the the glove was almost off. They had a great <laughs> plan. Like it was real close, but then he just. <laughs> you know he he just he he reacted and so saying that to say tony would have won <laughs> like I, I i don't like this idea that you know tony lost tony lost but it wasn't really because of tony no no it was because of freaking star lord peter quill that can't decide when to keep his mouth shut and stay back like, <laughs> he, he was he, he had a plucky attitude you know? <laughs> don't call me plucky i don't know what that i means. don't know what you that had a means. plucky attitude you had a plucky attitude <laughs> it wasn't tony that lost but then you know you get to that battle of wakanda right Yeah. and you're cheering because you're not cheering you you've got you've got bated breath because you know what's coming you know that there's no way that they're going to stop this guy it just can't happen mm-hmm. but then you see your 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 heroes you know your 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 war machines falling your black panthers falling uh Okoye getting smacked around and you see steve rogers you know literally put all his might in the stopping Thanos with one hand, take a right hand to the face. Right. And he's just like lights out cold. But then the, 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 the most gut wrenching scene, if you will. Oh goodness. It was a tough scene to watch. And not because I was not because it was like emotional, but it was just like, wow, there's actually some real weight to the scene was when Scarlet, Witch was trying to destroy the mind stone off of vision with one hand and trying to hold Thanos back with the other. Mm-hmm. Tears in her eyes cuz she knew what she had to do. And she finally destroys the mind stone and Thanos just reverses time.
0: Yep. He's just like he he lets her live out that that pain of having to do yeah. it and then he just just reverses it in 2 seconds yeah. and, and it's all for naught.
1: And then he just takes a stone and just, and rips it from his forehead. And then he just lays there emotionless like that. I was like, God, was just a
3: beast. <laughs> like,
2: Yo, you know, who had a really good
1: character arc too, in that movie who? Thor. And it, yeah, it, you know, if you look at all his movies, he's had a good
2: character. He's had a really good one too, yeah. but especially
0: so Ragnarok, mm-hmm. they played him up as, um, you know, kind of goofy, but then I loved what they did with him in, in, uh, in, or an in, uh, infinity war. Mm. Mm-hmm. They basically said he's using that that jokey attitude to mask the it fact that he's pain. lost yeah. literally everything, everything in his life and lived yeah. a thousand years, and all the things he's seen are all gone. Everything yeah. that he's ever cared about, and he and he has this false bravado of of you know being tough, but it's really just false. It's it's he's just it's a coping mechanism. He's yeah. really actually a sad person that yeah. has really. And the he's thing hurting. is too. I read... so I watched some character. I think it was on Full Fat Videos or... Um, I can't but, wait to check these yeah, out. Yeah, Full Fat Videos. They did a, a Thor analysis and it was like... Spot on. Huh? Yeah, it was spot on. And they, they go... He he goes for the... He doesn't go for the head because his ego, even though he's lost all these things, his ego tells him that he's always going to win. He's mm-hmm. He's always going to find a way. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't go for the head because... He go. He wants to taunt Thanos and let him know yeah. I was coming. I told you I was gonna kill you. <laughs> I am gonna get the last laugh, and it's that ego that ends up costing him. Because unlike, th- so if Thanos was in that situation, Thanos goes for the head because oh, th- Thanos is is sing- he will do what it takes because he believes what he is doing is for the the right reasons. Mm. Whereas Thor isn't going for the head because he just thinks he's gonna win no matter what yeah and he ended right. up costing him
1: you're right it's very very it's similar ravato. it's very similar to oberon martell dancing around the mountain yep when he could have very easily just killed him right just leave the spear in and kill him and you can almost see where oberon martell panics not to you know i, I just love game of thrones but oh i know to. you do i love it too i love i love
0: nerding out about
1: this but it's just like you know you could almost see him panic when he thought the mountain was dying he's like No, 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 no. You have to confess. You can't die yet. (laughs) I don't allow you to die. You have to confess. You need to say her name. Like, say, tell me, tell me why. Tell me why. Who gave you the order? Who told you to do it? You killed her. You raped her. You raped her. You murdered her. You murdered her children. Tell me who. tell me who told you (laughs) i remember and he just grabs him i like the part too where he goes
0: i remember and he falls and they Mm. there's a quick shot of him on his back and you can just see the panic in his face like oh my god i fucked up
1: yep yep and it was at that (laughs) if you could pause it and it was at that moment ober and martel knew he (laughs) effed up (laughs) Do you? Do you, And then the mountain grabs them and it's just ah, uh, it's over. Do you get to you do a weekly segment on
0: your show about Thrones. I saw that on your show. You know, or you don't no, get to do it as
1: much now. I don't get to do it as much. They now. don't watch One, Thrones, because they, well, you know, nobody. You know, here's 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 the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm the pop culture guy. That's right. So I'm the one that pretty much keeps up with Jason. Dabbles a little culture. bit. Jason does it, and Jason Jason's good about it. So I, it's not, that's not to throw shade at either one of no, us. No. We all have our our niche, right? Well, I can do the po- I can do the political. I'm more of the the pop culture slash entertainment slash. If I'm going to do sports, it's going to be basketball guy,
3: mm-hmm. right?
1: And then you've got Haas, who is a socio political guy, and you've got Jason. And he's passionate. Who is and he's very passionate. And he <laughs> I is. Love it. And it's so awesome when you get Haas going. Like it's just you, you just sit back and you watch. It's very Stephen A. Smith-ish. I like it. But <laughs> and then you have Jason, who is just all politics, right? Mm-hmm. And and baseball. So he's politics and baseball. So we all have our our niche. Um there is nobody that I've met <clears throat> in my you know ten years of watching Game of Thrones, more or less, that's as passionate about it as I am. Mm-hmm. So I can go on a 30 minute tangent as we've done on this show about game of thrones and not skip a beat. <laughs> and these guys would be like, uh, you done yet, bro. <laughs> <"Yeah>, so uh, <laughs> let's take a break. And so it's, it's hard to do that as, as the host, you have to be able to try to balance it. Right. Yeah. You can't allow yourself to go too far one way or too far the other, but I don't get to do that. Saying that to say, I don't get to do a, that on this show often because you know, one game of thrones, obviously not in season, and and two, they're they're just not as into it as I am, mm-hmm. um, so that's why it's exciting to be able to to just absolutely nerd out about Game of Thrones.
0: You know what? Give me um, a quick, just brief history on how your show started, how you guys all got together. Oh, yeah, the absolutely. you know the con- I know it's, it's politics and pop culture. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's an interesting mix
1: of yeah, it's an interesting juxtaposition, yeah. if you will. Um, so. Obviously, there was a uh, an event that happened in, in American history. Uh, we elected a Cheeto as president of the United <laughs> States of America. And in doing that, um, there were just a lot of things that just didn't make sense. And we could start to see the the temperature change. We could start to see the temperature. Now, when you say here, we,
0: all three, you were already friends yes. prior to this? Yeah, we were already okay.
1: friends. Um, Jason and I, actually, Jason and Haas were in a biker club. And I was familiar with the club through through an associate, so okay. I knew these guys um we weren't tight, but we all were familiar, if you will okay um although Haza swear he never met me, I said, Haas, I met you, but whatever <laughs> I, I digress, we're good now, okay, so you know he he followed me when I was doing my radio show uh at the at the college, and I would Facebook live, and he was like, you know i love i I love to put something together with you so we talked about it, and I said, dude, I'd love to do it. I'd love to be able to talk about these type of situations, because there was a point on my show um, where I stopped, because it was a music-based show, mm. and uh, I got with my producer. This was right after, uh, uh, I think, two of the, the African-American killings. Um, one was Tra- Trayvon Martin. Um, the other one was Philando Fer- Castile. Oh, okay. Yeah, Philando Castile. Um, so, was that the one in Ferguson? I want to say that was the one in Ferguson. Okay. Um, But it was, it, you know, the sad part is there were so many right, you, that it's really hard to to pinpoint it. Right. So I did a show about that. And I just I, essentially I just told my producer, say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop the music and I want to have a roundtable discussion about what's going on in our country and what we need to do to try to fix it. And uh, he watched that show. And it was after that that he was like, you know, I want to do this show where we 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 call it voice from the underground um, because we essentially want to make sense of what's the senseless. We want to be able to to talk about things that are affecting our community, affecting our world, and try to talk about it from a relatively neutral point of view. You know, we're all we I, I'd almost say that we're all independent. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jason considers himself an independent. Uh, Haas considers himself an independent. And truthfully, uh, outside of our current president, um, I'm probably much more of a of a right left. You know, I'm, I have I have some Republican views with some Democratic views as well, which I think is important to to kind of have a mixture of the two. Um, if I had to identify, I'd probably be slightly more Republican than Democrat, uh, but that's a conversation for another day. I, I, I'll so, just say
0: real quick that I think it's important to. I think I think it, it's hard for me to believe that you can be everything you know, all on the right or all on the left. I, I yeah, I, I feel like there's you, more gray area. Like there has life. to be some gray. It yeah. really has
1: to be. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, so. You know, to to make a, a long story short-ish, uh, we really just wanted to come together and 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 give a voice to the voices and try to make some sense out of the the craziness that was going on in our world. And you know, we wanted to take a a, a sometimes heavy-handed but mostly light-hearted approach to it. But we wanted to be able to talk about serious topics and have legitimate conversations, so we can have you know a member of a uh, of the Ku Klux Klan be a, a guest on the show and have a conversation. Maybe no, try that. that. We haven't. No, we oh, haven't okay. had that. We have. But my point is, um, that'd be crazy. We want to be. We, I, I. I think that'd be a great thing to do. That'd be awesome because there would be questions that you want to ask. I want to know where you. I, I'm. I'm a. I'm a much more philosophical guy. I, I want to understand why, you know, and I want the chance to understand why. And if 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 at the end of it we just can't do it, then we just can't do it. Um, and we have to agree to disagree and move on. But I want the opportunity to To be a, a a spark that changes something, mm-hmm. I don't want to just let things go as a status quo. I want to be able to say, you know, well, well, let's understand it. Let's just not blatantly label things. It's like labeling somebody crazy. You know, the people. There's a good chance that they're not crazy. You just don't understand them. Let's right. understand them. I want to dive in. I want to figure that type of stuff out. So. You know, you know, people like Socrates were my, were my idols growing up trying to understand, you know, philosophically people. Mm-hmm. And with Voice of the Underground, we have the opportunity to talk to people that we don't, that we wouldn't normally talk to engage with people that we wouldn't normally engage with and, and be able to kind of make sense of some of the things that we just don't understand. You know, we don't understand how quickly this, this, this world has changed. We don't understand. It's, this world is almost unrecognizable at times because of the, the, the disparity between blacks and whites, and you know how quickly the 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 political temperature is, has changed, and how now that changes the economic temperature, how that changes the socio economic temperature, how that changes how we view each other as as people, as individuals, and you know how racism was well, it was never gone away, but it was much more subdued, and now you know we feel like it's much more prominent. It there are just so many things that we wanted to be able to touch on and, and talk about and have intelligent conversation while well, we have some fun. And sometimes it's a little tongue in cheek. Um, we want to be able to have an educated conversation and be able to, to just try to make some sense of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we like to sprinkle in, like I said, some pop culture. Make it light it up a little bit. Stuff. Try to lighten it up. And I think that was, that's more, <laughs> that's more me. Cause I'm like, dude, we, 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 I can't spend two and a half hours just getting angry. <laughs> yeah. Cause we, we have a long podcast. We, we don't know what short podcasts are. Uh, we're the same so. <laughs> way, dude. So
0: preaching to the choir on a
1: long podcast. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, I, I, we, we can't do two hours of just. Just getting our heads it's down. tough like we gotta it, it is tough and, it, and honestly it's just the world we live in and while i want to be able to touch on the real i don't need to spend two hours touching on when i can walk outside and experience it
0: yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> the, the thing is too is i feel like social media especially it, if you if you you're on social media mm-hmm. that stuff is all over it that it you know I I feel like when I'm around my friends, and maybe this is just me, but when I'm around my friends, we don't talk politics all that much. This, this these these issues that are that are you know prevalent around you know all over America and especially discussed on the internet. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I surround myself with people where I get along with everybody, and we all have you know we all we we all might have different opinions on things, but it, we don't fight. Like these things don't happen. Like I don't, I don't, I don't understand how the, the world's gone to this point, um, where where it's immediate name calling and immediate um, anger. You know, I I don't see it in my life. Every my everyday life, unless I'm looking, unless I'm trying to seek it out, I don't see it. Mm. Is my point.
1: Well, the the problem is that with social media, you've got these these social activists, you got these social justice warriors, yeah. and um everybody has a voice and the unfortunate truth to it is that everybody that has a voice doesn't always necessarily need to share or everybody that has an opinion Mm -hmm. doesn't always need to be sharing that opinion, right? Just because you have an opinion on something doesn't mean everybody needs to hear it all the time. But the beauty of social, the beauty and the beast, if you will, of social media is that it's instant access. Right. So everybody has the opportunity to hear everybody's opinion. And then everybody has an opportunity to make a comment on somebody's opinion. And, um, you know, well, what's to stop my comment from being able to be shown? But you can say your piece. Right. The the unfortunate truth to it is that it, it it's it's where we are. It's it's how we've gotten to this point. Um, as a country, social media definitely has had its its, its purpose in it. It's 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 handed it, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we're not escaping that. Like there's there's no
0: no there's, there's no end. no
1: going back. There's no going back to the way things used to be. There's no going back to. You know, for for you to get instant access to me, you've got to, you know, call me on my phone and hope that I pick up or send me an email with the chance that I respond as opposed to hitting me up on Twitter, hitting me up on Facebook, hitting me up on Instagram, whatever, where you have instant access to celebrities, social news, the the, the works. You know, it, it it's just the instant access society that we live in.
0: I have a theory mm-hmm. about social media.
1: Okay. Here, here's my thought. Go for it. If you put me
0: or you or anybody in a room let's say there's three to five of us different backgrounds different viewpoints i think we'd end up all getting along i think we'd i I think we we could we could figure it out Mm -hmm. i think when you but when you now when you extrapolate that to millions of millions upon millions of people on social media and you're limited to a certain amount of characters where you can't see the tone of what i'm saying you can't um, we're not having direct conversation you can you're not seeing my face you're not seeing my mannerisms mm-hmm. when you put that now on social media and it's meant to be interpreted in millions of different ways i think that's where fights and arguments and all that stuff i don't think we're meant to communicate the way we're supposed we're communicating right now
1: well if you if you i mean that's that's a that's a great point man great point and, and if you think about it the majority of of communication is through body language right if you if you if you go back to you know, I, when I was in school, I, I studied communication and, you know, 75% of, and I, I could be off on that number, but uh, the, a great majority of our communication is done through body language. It's done through very subtle shifts in our mood, shifts in the way we speak, shifts in our tone. That's how we communicate. Right. Using the words, the words is really just a, a, a means to it, but it's not the major way. You could have a... You know how, if you, if you, do you, do you have pets? You have pets? You have I, I,
0: I, uh, I live with a dog. I mean, it's not my dog. Okay. I live with a couple that owns a dog. So yes, okay. all right. that's so their pet. With, and I get to come home. <laughs> I get the, all the benefits of playing with without the dog. Any of the, yeah. ba- yeah.
1: any of the bad stuff. I get yeah. All right. So with that being said, you can tell variations of a bark. Yes. You can tell an aggressive bark with a happy bark, with a sad bark, with a just give me attention bark, but there are no words being said but you can absolutely tell the mood of that dog Right. with the baby. You can tell the cry. There's a difference between I'm hungry. Cry. I'm in pain. Cry. I have a problem. Cry. Like, so saying that to say the words that we use are almost not near, or I shouldn't say almost are not nearly as important as the way in which we use the words and the way in which we receive that communication. The most is through inaudible or is through body language. It's not through, the words that are actually being said. So if you take the way that we tend to communicate and you take away the part that is most important and all we're left with are words. Now you have the ability to say what you want to say without, I don't want to say repercussion, mm-hmm. but for instance, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a small guy. I'm about six feet, even, you know, 225, 230 pounds I, I'm a solid, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do. I lift weights. So, there are certain things that you're going to say to my avatar that you won't say to my face. Right. For fear of what may happen to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I'm out because I'm, I'm, I'm not violent. I don't, I don't fight. I'm not going to, you know, that's, that's not me. But if, if, if we're walking down the street, you may not know that. You may not be able to tell that. So there are certain things that you're not going to say to me in my face because you don't know how it's going to play out for you. But when you're behind a keyboard, and I can't get to you or somebody can't get to you. Somebody can't uh, come to your house or somebody can't see the way you're saying something. You can't see the way somebody else is saying something. All you have to go on is words. And if that's not our main method of conversation, then we're setting ourselves up to fail period. That's why a lot of these relationships nowadays are going the way of the dinosaur from the standpoint of people don't talk anymore. No text. text. You know, they don't, so there's no context to it. There's no nonverbal cues. There's no really, nonverbal signals. I really believe we're
0: not, We're. we're I, I mean, I'm almost positive. We're not meant to be communicating the way we communicate now. No, absolutely. Which, I, which is why I hope, I think Snapchat and Instagram, st- like live and stories, I think the, those are gaining prominence. I think those are almost now becoming cooler per se, just because it's different. Um, and you're getting more authentic things, more re- authentic mm-hmm. communication. I hope that stuff becomes more popular and the the Twitters and all that stuff
1: kind of tend to go away just because that's, it's just not the right way to communicate. Absolutely. Our communication can't be boiled down to 120 characters or 180 characters.
0: Well, even, even, and even just text messaging one another, you know, absolutely. That's, that's
1: That's why I enjoy the video stuff. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. See it. That's, 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 that's communication. Being able to see my face. Like I could easily, if I were to text you, I hate you. There's so many different ways you can take it. But if I send you a video and I'm smiling, but the the words that I use the exact same, like I hate you or man, I hate you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's there's different ways to say it. There's diversity in how you say it. But because of a text message, you don't get to see the nuances. You don't get to see the subtle hand gestures. You don't get to see the the smile or the wink. You can't see that type of stuff. I have to text you that. Or if I say it, I have to put LOL behind it. For you to think that I'm joking, um, as opposed to if I'm having a conversation with you one on one, you can see if I'm joking. Right. You can see the, it's my body responses. language. is my very it's body important. language. I'm telling you, it's, it's it's the majority of how we communicate. Well, that's why you I take th- that away. Yeah, nothing. I was gonna say
0: that's why I think people are really starting to gravitate towards podcasts because it's it's usually. I mean, there there are edited podcasts for sure, um, but you know, long form conversations such as this. I think people really enjoy that stuff because, you know, people can't be boiled down to a five-minute news segment on, on Fox or something, or uh, yeah. you know, a Twitter conversation or a, a few text messages. Like hearing just someone listening to this conversation, they get a, a much better read on who you are, we who are, I am, right. you know. Yeah. And, and we're actually having le- you know legitimate conversation that um, you don't have to read. You can just sit down. It's it's passive passive learning.
1: That's true. very, very true. And I think that we fall you know that's that's a great point. I think we fall into, you know, two different you have two different type of people. You have people that want bites and pieces. Yep. And you have people that want full course meals, right? With the podcast, I think you get a full course meal. But when you start doing things like your Snapchat, your Instagram live stories, things of that nature, you have some people that just want to process things quickly and move forward. Yeah. So you know, I think we we, we do have a niche. We have people that want to hear what we have to say, and that's the beauty of podcasting. That's the beauty of the audience that we we have. That's I, I, I never thought you know we we just started a Patreon recently. Good um, for you. Probably within the last six or seven months or so. Um, probably sooner than that. But the point is, I never thought that somebody would actually want to pay me to hear my thoughts.
0: Isn't it awesome?
1: It's a it's a it's a very humbling, right? more so than being awesome. It's a very humbling feeling. It's a very humbling. feeling. Awesome and humbling are s- synonymous enough. for me. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. well, it, it, it's 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 a feeling like I can't believe somebody actually thinks highly enough of what I do and what I say in my thought process to want to pay me to help ensure that I continue to do that.
0: You know, um, it, that's a beautiful stance, uh, mm-hmm. Rug Boy. You know Rugboy Boy, right from our show. Yeah, yeah he yeah. said the same thing. He goes, yeah, he goes, you know. <laughs> this show is one of the greatest things I've ever accomplished in my life. And I, and I'm like, well, why is that? He goes, people are giving us money to talk. You know how gratifying that it, like I've yeah. never created anything where people wanted to pay for it. And it's something as simple as just talking. Right. And people are willing to just donate. I mean, you know, we're, we don't, they're just donating to us they're not i mean we do provide extra content and there's our tiers to the things but i I truly believe a lot of people that donate to our show and probably to your show Mm -hmm. are just doing it because hey these guys these guys these are cool guys and i want to support them
1: absolutely and there's just not a better feeling there really isn't um like i said to know that somebody cares enough about what you're saying and what you're doing to say you know what i want to support that you know and i think that's all i think if people felt that they were supported, we we could change the world if they actually felt like they weren't the only ones who thought the way that they thought. And, you know, again, you know, we talked about how we started a voice from the underground that that's, that's exactly what it is. We want to give a voice to people that don't feel like they have one. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to, to spark the, the flame that, that, that's, that, that ignites change that ignites, you know, a, a new way of thinking. And we want to be able to do it in a way that, that people respect that people respond to. And that, people can enjoy and you can hear the nuanced different styles. There are times where we don't agree on everything on, on voice me on the ground. There are times where I've gone at Jason. There are times where Jason's gone at me, you know, because sometimes you, you, you know, somebody will say something. It's like, well, well, hold on. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, let's dive into that some more. Let's just not, cause that face value, that sounds real stupid. <laughs> right. You know, So let's, let's, let's dive into that a little bit more and see what exactly it is that you were, what you were talking about. I think, so, I think
0: that's important too is, is, meeting people and having conversations with people that don't think like you at all times. You know, I think, I think a lot of people get in their safe, safe zones, bubbles. I was going to say spaces, but that's like now a new term for things. Mm -hmm, Uh, But people mm -hmm. get in their, their bubbles where they, they find like-minded people and they, 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 everyone agrees on everything. Yeah. But I think real, and I'm sure you agree, real growth and real, you know, learning comes from talking to someone you disagree with.
2: Yeah. And then well, figuring well, it out and then and and, perfect, and someone yeah.
0: that you know is willing to have a conversation with you and maybe see if there's some common ground. Not someone that just disagrees with you and goes fuck you, yeah, but someone exactly. that you know can explain their position and then make you, you know, at least see their side.
1: Yeah, you said it perfectly earlier when you were when we were referring to the 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 different political parties and how I don't think anybody can be completely right, I don't think anybody can be completely left because you have to be able to have a a level of understanding and I feel like you know, again, if we if we had that in this world, we'd be in such a better place. But there's just no there's no gray area for a lot of people. Yeah. And the problem is that they they feel like you you can't like that's almost a sign of weakness to be able to understand. And I think that's the biggest sign of strength is the fact that you're willing to to understand what the other person comes from because that's when you you don't put out you don't snuff out fire with fire. You know, you don't conquer hate with hate. Right? Oh, hate begets more hate. Violence begets more violence. You you have to conquer hate with love. You have to put out fire with water. You have to use opposite elements. And if you just keep coming to each other with a, a plucky attitude, <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna work. You, somebody has to 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 put the sword down. Somebody has to put put or wave the flag and just say, "Hey, look, let's let's figure this out." You know, just like very similar to what John Snow did with the wildlings. It's like we've been going at each other for, for ages. You <laughs> always got a way to tie this why. back. I do. I do. <laughs>
2: But it's perfect, it right? Perfect. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's an analogy. You know, nobody knows why we're fighting. Nobody knows why the wildlings are. We're fighting the. We're, we're fighting the, the the Night's Watch, right? Nobody, nobody. I mean, that's just what they did. You know, and that's everything that Al- Alistair Thorne ever said was, you know, we've been fighting the wildlings for generations and generations, and you know, okay, well, well why?
0: John, John was like, well, yeah, exactly. Why?
1: Why are we doing well, this? Tell us tell, tell us why we're fighting the Wilders. It took what him they, hooking up with Egret to go,
0: oh, these are real people too.
1: <laughs> it, it did. It did. It took him hooking up with Egret and just spending time with them right. that nobody else has ever done. And it's like, okay, well, they just want to get there. they just want their people safe. Right. They want to get behind our walls because they know what's out there. And it's no different. They just want to protect their people. Mance mm-hmm. Rader, who was the the king and you know, the king of the the wilders, if you will, mm-hmm. um, the king beyond the wall king beyond the wall won't bend he just the knee wanted to, he won't bend the knee though but he just wanted to save his people that's it yeah,
0: that was it it's was very simple for it, him simple
1: exactly that could have been accomplished with what a conversation but instead we've got decades upon decades upon generations upon generations of just conflict yeah for no reason
0: how are you on uh, on time
1: I'm I'm just peachy. I'm just getting started. Okay,
0: cool. We, we can go for a little longer. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm good. I'm good.
0: I, I didn't want to make this too political, but I think a lot of that has to do with identity politics.
1: I think so too. Where
0: people I are, are, are so attached to their position where if you disagree, you're not disagreeing with their position. You're disagreeing with their, them yeah. as a person.
1: Yeah. And he, that, it's very similar. It's very similar to how a lot of us view the workplace. Um, and, and that's, that's something that even myself, I have to, be very cognizant of because you know being with the company that i've been with for for the last 17 going on 18 years now wow um, that's crazy that's crazy I've not uh, heard of millennials more, right? <laughs> have like
0: 10 jobs by that po- 20 jobs yeah by that point. just don't do it no.
1: but uh you know i'm going for my kobe bryant 20 years with the company. Point,
0: right? <laughs> oh a nice laker years. reference
1: you like that boom you don't want to bring up Talk the lakers too nope, much nope, right? nope nope nope, nope, nope. That's why i said kobe <laughs> you said lakers i said kobe um but it it gets hard to separate the job from the person, Mm. you know, because, you know, and especially as being in management, you put so much of yourself into your job. You know, you put so much of, of your own personality, what you do into your job. And the one thing everybody always tells you is to not let it become personal. Don't ever take it personal. You know, if there's a criticism, don't take that criticism personal. And the thing that I I tell people is that, that those it's, 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 it's kind of shallow to not take it personal because you're pouring yourself into it. It's not like you're just performing a task. You're you're performing the task to the best of your ability. You're making that task your own. So when something turns out less than perfect, there are times where you take it personal. Mm-hmm. And it, it, what what gets hard is when you have somebody that attacks that, you know, that identity that you created. And then you have to find a way to to not allow it to become a personal attack. You know, they're, they're just attacking the, the the company or you're just the face of it. So when you have these political parties that want to go back and forth and now you're attacking my political party. Instead of people wanting to say, OK, well, it's just the party you're attacking. You're not attacking me. They can't differentiate. They can't they can't show that that separation of church and state, if you will. Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't see the forest for the trees. They're just looking at as You're making a personal attack on me when, quite frankly, I don't know you. But based on who you're backing, if you will, I feel like I I feel like I I can make an opinion on you when it's not necessarily always true. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, if I'm just being honest and, you know, I, I, I can't lie to you. Every time I see somebody with the MAGA hat, I cringe. Yeah. I do. I, I I can't help it. No different than, you know, a, a white person would see me walking down the street and clutch their back a little tighter. Right. You know, and it's just, it's, it's the political climate that we're growing up in, you know? And while I don't think that every person that, that backs Donald Trump is a racist, the, the, the party that backs Donald Trump has shown to support some pretty racist people. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it makes me question you, because now you're backing that party, and it ha- you have to be very, very careful when you start when you when you when you get to that point. Because now I'm not separating you from the party, right? right. Now I'm I'm starting to fall victim to that because we've been conditioned to think that way.
0: It's crazy that a, a red hat has sparked this this almost. I mean, it's it's not at all equivalent. Right. You know, it, it's getting to the it's. It's closer to wearing a white hood than it isn't. You know what I'm saying? It is the way, yeah, the way people absolutely. are viewing it. Yeah. You know, and and a lot of that's due to the media and all that. But I mean, it's it's crazy it that, that you know this red hat, which you know he wore. You know, he, he it was a slogan, and and people mm-hmm. wore it to just they're supporting Trump. You know, that mm-hmm. it wasn't people. I don't think people originally put it on they're like. I hate fucking Mexicans. I hate. I'm, I'm a racist motherfucker. Like right. there, there are people obviously that. it on and there are like that right i like to think i i don't know i'm pretty optimistic on things i like Mm -hmm. to think the majority of people in this world are pretty level-headed
1: yeah you know i used to think that the majority of people were pretty Mm level-headed um and i think deep down i am i'm I'm an optimist at heart Mm -hmm. um but i think i have a so my my biggest accomplishment is being a father mm-hmm. right um that's well i take that back my my second biggest accomplishment is being a father my first biggest accomplishment was accepting jesus as my as my lord and savior mm-hmm. but my point is my daughter is at an age where she loves everybody and she feels like everybody loves her right they do and the opti- the op- okay and that's great <laughs> the optimist in me is like baby that's so awesome You're you're such a lovable kid. I can't see how anybody could not love you. But the fact of the matter is there's going to come a point in time where she's going to find out that people don't all love her. Mm -hmm. And it's not for anything that she's done. Right. It's for just who she is, how she looks. People are going to have an opinion on her and they're not even going to take the time to get to know her. And it's going to break her heart. And so as a father, it breaks my heart to have to realize that at some point this all ends. we have to talk about yeah.
0: that. This this facade you know, ends. of This facade uh, goes away. Yeah.
1: And it's like, at what point, you know, when when does the age of innocence end? Um, How old is she? She's seven. It's going to end pretty soon. I know. Like, <laughs> Kids get like mean getting, pretty soon. Yeah, they get mean pretty, you know, right around this time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the unfortunate truth to it is that, there are certain conversations that you shouldn't have to have. You know, I have a, a brother who will be 18, um, uh, next month actually. And as a, as a young black man in America, you know, there are conversations that you have to have, you know, if you get stopped by the police, this is what you need
0: to yeah, do. Yeah, That's real unfortunate. If you,
1: if you find yourself in a, a neighborhood that, you know, doesn't look comfortable. This is what you need to do. You know, there are conversations that, you know, are, you think of rites of passage, you think about King Sierras, uh, you think about, you know, people get 21 and they, they have a license to go drink or, you know, they get their license to go do things. Well now, you know, this is the conversation instead of the birds and the bees. We're having a conversation about how to live, right? You know, we're having a conversation about how to get home at the end of the day. Um, and it's the unfortunate truth is that this is the world that we live in now. So when you see something like a a MAGA hat, you know, it, it evokes emotions in me because, not for myself but i have a i have a child right you know i have people that that count on me and it's not about you anymore it's not Uh. about me right it's not about me personally you can do what you want to do to me i just had a conversation uh with the guy today about you know having a concealed carry license and i remember if you'd have called me three years ago i was completely against it completely against ever having a gun Mm -hmm. um not that I have a problem with the Second Amendment. You have a right to bear arms, brother, bear arms. You know, do you? Um, I just don't feel like it's necessary in my household. But as I've gotten older and a bit more experienced, if you will, um, I've come to realize that it's not about me. You know, you can do Take my money, take my wallet, do whatever it is you want to do to me. But, you know, when, when there's a chance that it can affect my family, when there's a chance it can affect my wife, when there's a chance it can affect my child. Um, you know now it's, it's a different ball game. Yeah, me is one thing, but I I I will protect my family with my life if I have to. Um, what, what I've so heard it, about change my I was gonna say, my outlook on it. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say I don't have kids, but what I've heard is when you do have one, if if that doesn't fucking change you, you and change your outlook, you, you there's no hope for you.
1: <laughs> you know it, it 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 makes it it makes it difficult and. You know, I, I, I love my wife, but she she didn't have she doesn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. Um, She didn't have any kids prior to us. Mm-hmm. Um, So now, you know, with us having a kid, there are certain conversations that that I have with her where she she doesn't look at it the way I do. And you have to be very, very careful because you never want to put someone down. But it, at the same token, it's one of those things where you, you can't understand. Right. It. You know, It's an so impossible it, it, thing
0: to understand. It is. Yeah. It's
1: an impossible thing to understand. And it's not because you don't. Want to understand it, but you can't understand something like that until you go through, Mm. you know, there's a certain love that comes with having a child with, with bearing a child. There's a certain love that comes with raising a child from the ground up. Like this is me pouring the best of myself into you. It's a completely different Mm ballgame. And when you have a child. Your viewpoint does change. You know, now rather you are ready to accept that or not is entirely up to you. But your viewpoint does change because now it's 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 no longer about you. Um, it becomes about doing the best you can for that child. And. Uh, it scares me, the idea of, like I said, when my child becomes of age to where she realizes that the world doesn't love her. And the age of innocence is lost. And, you know, again, seeing the, the red hats and and seeing that it, it's a scary thing to think about, you know, forget the fact that she's a girl and, you know, there's all that, but kids all have that access is so much, yeah, you know, all, all that baggage of, that. of
0: having a girl. <laughs> exactly.
1: You know, forget, you know, I have the fact that I have a, a little girl, then I have a little black girl, right? you know, and, and, and she's a, she's a, she's a chocolate baby, you know, so there's no questioning if she's black, she's a black girl, you know, it's not like she's light skin mm-hmm. where, you know, oh, you might be mixed. No, baby, you black, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, it, it, there are just so many things that you think of and and you know the those hats evoke such an emotion out of me that i have i really have to check my heart mm. a lot of times because i'll find myself not wanting to deal with that person i'll find myself actively avoiding and as a christian that's not what i'm called to do yeah um, but i'll find myself doing it i have to check myself and, and repent of that and and check my heart because it, it, it's not we were called to love the sinner, and not the sin that they're in. Um, and so and it, the thing is, too, it is
0: it's not, it's that's unfortunate, too. And I, I can't say I, you know, if I saw someone, I haven't, I don't think I've ever encountered someone with a MAGA hat, to be honest with you. Yeah, but if I have, I in Florida, so. <laughs> but if I have, I might, you know, I might feel the same way. Where I, I'd like to think I, yeah. I judge the person for who they are, not what they're wearing. Um, right. But I don't know. It's just, it's, it's unfortunate that. You know, something as as simple as as a hat can can yeah. cloud w- what you think of someone without even really meeting yeah, them. You know,
1: it does. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. It's a scary world we live in, brother. Yeah. That's why I like to escape into Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I wanna, I wanna, I think this is great. I I wanna close on this. It is a scary world. You know why? Why is that? LeBron James ain't making the playoffs this year. Oh no.
1: <laughs> you jerk. What is going on? <laughs> you know what? Here's the truth. Here's the truth. I
0: want, I want a quick Laker talk and then we can I wrap know this
1: you up. Did. All right. I was hoping we were gonna play this. <laughs> Here's the truth, man. The truth is one, we were expecting an awful lot out of LeBron James we were expecting LeBron James to come over to the Lakers, and all of a sudden they become a playoff contending team because this is what LeBron this is James what he does. does. He goes to teams, right? But he's done this in the East. Yes, I agree. the 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 disparity of talent is is substantial. You know, where you can be a a sub five hundred team and still be the sixth, seventh, eighth seed in the playoffs. You don't get to pull that card in the West. It's just not the 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 talent level is is too is too close. You know, you think of yeah. like Dragon Ball Z, power level 9000, where they're all relatively close as far as power levels. West has gonna,
0: been the dominant conference for a while for, now, for quite yeah. a while
1: now. So because of that dominance, you know, LeBron James being the the, the player that he is, um, that's not enough. And to be frank, it's not like LeBron had any substantial help by the time they started getting pretty good. Um, and that was a point where they were playing they were pretty good. Good, basketball. They were good They the good until like he five, got hurt. But then LeBron got hurt, Lonzo got hurt, Ingram got hurt, Kuzma got hurt, Rondo got hurt, like they got bit with the the injury bug something fierce. And I always feel bad because I don't know what it is about the Lakers, but you know, I remember that 2014 where you had Malone, Peyton, Shaq, Kobe, Kobe. Yep. and Malone and Peyton were hurt, right? And then, you know, when the Lakers kind of re, re Re-upped years later, closer to the end of Kobe's career. And you had Steve Nash, Dwight oh, Howard. they came
0: over damaged.
1: They came over damaged. Yeah. You know, they, they came over hurt. So you have these teams that on paper look fantastic, you know, as far as what they're supposed to do. And, you know, the, the reality is basketball, just like anything else is, you know, they're, they're X factors. How the biders are going to respond. You know, LeBron James is 34. He's not. He's
0: not his prime he's not an anymore. 18, no. He's
1: not. Yeah, he's he's coming out of his prime now. He's 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 slowly on the decline. And for him to be able to to say that this is the first year that he's missed any significant games, um, in his you know seventeen years, what came into league in two thousand three, we're now in two thousand nineteen, so sixteen, almost seventeen year career in the NBA. And for you to say that, that you waited to a thirty four to actually have any significant injuries is is phenomenal. He really has been an iron man in the NBA for a long time, and mind you, he's gone to. How many straight NBA finals? Was it six, I think. So he's got some miles. It might on be him. more. So it's seven, hair. right? Yeah, or eight. Seven. Is it eight? Seven or eight? It's it's, it's eight it's up there because pointed right.
0: He's he's played the Warriors four times, and then before that, he's with mm-hmm. the Heat four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So eight.
1: So the Holy point shit. is, he's got a lot of miles, and for him to have finally just now had an issue at thirty-four, that's incredible. It's impressive. That's a testament to to how well he's taking care of his body and and so on and so forth. So the truth is they didn't have enough weapons and the weapons that they did have, um, they got hurt yeah. and they got hurt at a very inopportune time. Um, they got Florida hurt as, Lakers, as that
0: team was starting to kind of yeah. gel.
1: Yeah. They got hurt. And then, you know, you start losing key pieces and then now you got to try to reintegrate them when they get healthy, but then you lose another key piece in the process. You don't have a chance. Yeah. And, you know, you, you still got teams like the, the golden state warriors who just get better and better because they add more and more talent. I mean, I mean, you go from a team that won seventy three games in a season to a team that won seventy three games, and then you add Kevin Durant, right? And then on top of that, you add a uh, Demarcus Cousins. You know, like where it it doesn't get worse; like it only <laughs> gets better. Exactly. So, you know, I, I think that the truth is we need to really, we need to really be careful because there is no way that we could have expected anything other than you know a, a okay season for LeBron. Um, especially considering all, all the the hurt and the pain and and the injuries and you know we just got to be real careful as Lakers fans and you have to be very you got to be very careful because what did you really expect? Did you really expect LeBron to be able to pull him into the playoffs? And you know what? He might have been able to had they all stayed. Healthy. I think he
0: would. I think they definitely would have made been the playoffs if they if they all stayed healthy. I think would also really um hurt them. Not only hurt them, but just kind of. Changed the narrative on everything and now everyone's like holy the shit trade. was the yeah the yeah. trade i mean everyone was, everyone was thinking that anthony davis might be coming over and if they add him you know that lakers team might be
1: a lot better well that's a twofold because they were thinking yeah if you add anthony davis <clears throat> excuse me if you add anthony davis the lakers would be better um which it, it could have been but what would you have given up to get anthony they would have given up everything everything yeah. and then the truth of the matter is the fact that they didn't give up everything to get Anthony Davis really kind of sad. That hurt them too <laughs> because you got a lot of young guys. <laughs> that got leaked. Who aren't in the league yeah. and they got leaked. And you know, I, I tell you the, the the Pelicans. Oh, they did them dirty. They did them yeah, real they dirty. Did. That 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 GM dumps. He did them real dirty um, by leaking all that information and 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 knowing that these are young, impressionable players in the league. Young young men, 19, 20 year old men. Um, and I use the term men very loosely because they're not old enough to really understand what being a man is. No, yet. they're boys. So, so you've got these young young ki- young kids, young men who don't know the league, don't understand the, you know, mate. They they've gone through these seminars and, you know, kudos to the NBA for trying to put them into programs where they learn the league, you know, where they learn how to manage their money, where they learn how to understand that this is a business first. Um but the truth of the matter is when somebody acts like they don't want you, you have a very hard time of plugging back in with that that team. Yeah. And for that, for all those names to have gotten, and not just one or two, every, leaked. everybody, the
0: entire roster, <laughs> the entire roster got leaked.
1: And essentially, so now you're alienating LeBron James because everyone thinks it's GM leaked. LeBron. LeBron yeah. And everybody thinks it's LeBron that did it. Um, And then you've got these players who are all butthurt because they were trade bait, so to speak. And I've got to turn around and try to play with this team that you feel like ultimately at the end of the day, doesn't, doesn't want you. I mean, look at what that did to Lamar Odom. Yeah. When the Lakers had traded Lamar Odom essentially to Dallas to have, um, or was it Dallas or was it Houston? I think it was Houston and the Chris Paul. Oh, trade it was that Houston, has, yeah. You know, it was him and yeah, was Paul Gasol, yeah. Yep, yeah. So essentially, yeah, because I think he was supposed to go to Dallas. I think Paul, Paul was supposed to go somewhere. Lamar was supposed to go to Dallas, but the point is, you know, you see what that does to a player, and that was Lamar Odom, and he was a he was a champion. You know, he was a he was a champion, two time champion, yeah. Part of the Los Angeles Lakers, and he was a big, he was a veteran at that point, so he knew the way the game was played. He
0: also was doing a lot of coke. Uh, touche,
1: touche, touche. <laughs> <laughs> touche, but
0: you that know, might have affected his mood too. It could, have affected, <laughs> it
1: could have affected his mood. You know, we might we might have to might have to chalk that up to the to cocaine. We'll,
0: we'll ask what Rick. We'll have to ask Rick James what he <laughs> thinks about that. James.
1: But yeah, it makes it tough, man. So they they had to, long story short, LeBron, he did what he. Normally it does, and that's galvanized teams as much as he can. But the truth is he's just one person, mm-hmm. and nobody can win with just one. Nobody can with just one.
0: Right, here's my here's my question to close us out. All right. GM, Magic Johnson, LeBron, Lakers, do they win a championship while those two are there?
1: Mm. <sighs> I think you can know why those two are there, but the question is, one, who do you have as the coach? Yeah, I think Wal- Walton's truth- going to go, right? Yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure Walton's out the door. I mean, they haven't said, in, you know, Magic has supposedly backed Walton, but I, I, I think the, the the writing's on well, the wall.
0: Well, then you got done. Uh, not that I don't know, I don't know if he has much influence, but you got Levar Ball just lighting him on fire every week too. Yeah, no, I, I don't <laughs> think he has. No.
1: Levar Ball has no. No, influence, he has no influence. No. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's still not, not good. No, it's not good, yeah. but but that's more on LeBron. Yeah. That's not on LeBron. Right. And it's unfair. It really is to be such a young coach and be put in a position that you have to have such a spotlight franchise as, as the Los Angeles Lakers. That's not for a new coach. No, it's not. That's not for a brand new head coach. You know, he should have never been put in that position personally. He was he was I mean, put in that
0: position as to guide youngsters, not to all of a sudden get LeBron the next year and now be absolutely. expected and to win. You know what?
1: That's, that's, that's exactly what happened when LeBron went over to Cleveland right. with Kyrie. Right. I wasn't expecting to get LeBron. I was expecting to be the number one option, right. and then all of a sudden, I have to change my game style to fit LeBron. You know, so I I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it, and that's that's the LeBron effect.
0: Yeah, every everything you know. becomes heightened. You need every now. It's it becomes there is no time. There's yeah. no time it's a to win develop now mentality. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: it's win now as opposed to you know you got time to groom them. You know, and that's the the beautiful thing that happened with the Golden State Warriors. They didn't have to go into win now mode. No, they had time to build. They had time to groom. Mm-hmm. You know, Stephen Curry before he got high he stayed injured right and then all of a sudden he found the fountain of youth or you know whatever it was that he found but then he got healthy he got the right training staff behind him they had gotten great draft picks they had steals and and draymond green right. and clay, clay thompson. thompson i mean yep. they just had some I mean really, even really people don't even people
0: forget about him but when they won their first championship here you know Harrison Barnes was a draft pick for them Harrison Barnes was a draft yeah. pick
1: exactly so they had some really really strong draft picks and they had some players that were able to 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 slip through to their picks right. and it, it really just worked out well for them. But they they started from the ground up. They didn't just go buy a team. And I think that's I think that ultimately is the problem is that you go to buy these teams. Like I don't think outside of the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics that you've had a super team. Um, and obviously Golden State, but Golden State didn't but they, do it the yeah, way they, they built did. it first. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you know when you have Boston that created the Big Three with Pierce, Garnett, and uh, Allen, right. Um, and then you had Rondo jump into that mix. And then you had Miami obviously with Wade, Bosch, and LeBron. Um those are the only times where super teams I, that I can remember. That,
0: that I, I would agree together and won. I would even I mean I I think the Heat are a super team, but they did draft Wade. And Wade got them a championship with Shaq, and those guys don't come to Miami if Wade's not there.
1: That's very true. Very, very and true. And they drafted. Very Wade. True. Yeah, and then the other thing about them is, you know, they they came together as opposed to um, having other players come to them, right. you know, they all kind of formed up and started something at the same time right. together. So they had to still learn and gel. Yeah, uh, definitely still a super other. team, in my
0: opinion. But you no,
1: know, definitely super team. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so typically when you put super teams together like that, they don't win. You know, you look at the 2004 Los Angeles Lakers who lost to the Detroit Pistons. You look at um the 2011 you know 11 Los Angeles Lakers who could barely make the playoffs because Kobe went down with the Achilles injury. Right you know it 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 just doesn't you put super teams together like that it just don't typically work not off the bat it takes time yeah yeah
3: well
0: this was good man
1: absolutely brother gotta do this yeah we'll definitely do this
0: again do you is there anything um you want to plug before we we we
1: close this out (laughs) just make sure you guys tune in to voicing your underground the podcast you know we uh we come at you with the we are gnarly as Jason likes to. I hate that dang intro. What we're, does he say? We're gnarly. We're a gnarly juxtaposition. Oh yes, political and blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading a gnarly,
0: a, spirited, super dope, and often mind numbing yeah. juxtaposition of politics, pop culture, coming straight from the underground to your earballs
1: yeah man good old Jason I'll be telling i said, dude you do the intro every time I'll be the host but you gotta do the intro I can't do that cause he has a way of doing a gnarly super dope juxtaposition You're like come on man. I, can't. I can't do that my cool one. Yeah, you're you're that, too bro. cool, man. Yeah. You got that silky, smooth voice, man. You can't be doing you can't be saying gnarly. I can't be playing Oh, Yeah, exactly. What I look like saying gnarly. Come <laughs> on, man. I don't even like it's supposed to come off my lips, gnarly. What is that? Awesome, man. anything else? Any Um No man, just uh, brother, I, I love what you're doing, man. Uh uh I can't wait to get out here and do it with you. Yeah, again. we're definitely
0: doing um, this again.
1: Uh do. I, I, we definitely need to figure out some game of thrones. Oh, for stuff sure,
0: there, for sure. We'll yeah. definitely do some uh we'll do this again and and we'll record some Game of Thrones stuff to bonus stuff either for either one of our podcasts or on patreon whatever whatever we'll, we'll figure yeah, a way we'll, we'll figure, figure a way out. to get oh, yeah. it out
1: oh yeah all right we might we, we might start something on oh, oh. Man. oh don't don't oh,
0: say that don't say that out don't loud don't say that too loud and <laughs> will start crying don't be mad <laughs> no, just share
2: the love man it's all <laughs> it's, potter it's all family good. love brother It's all good all right
3: <laughs> all right bro appreciate you man